Bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, bolder. The cold hard truth is taking talk to the next level. Right here on Bobo 89.1 FM, Cayman's Community Radio. We are still spilling the tea and committed to being part of the change that Cayman so desperately needs. Join Sandy Hill weekdays from 7.30 a.m. for Premier Access, Cayman Voices, Truthful Thursdays, and much more. Cayman's number one talk show is now bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, older, and more than talk. Getting results with hot topics, consumer reports, court exposés, and more. I've come to set the record I've come to shine the light on you Let me introduce myself I am the cold hard truth Now, from the CMR studio in Grand Cayman Live, direct It's the cold hard truth Now, now Join the conversation on 345 936 2626. That number again is 345 936 2626. Good morning, folks. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Happy Thursday. Oh my gosh, my apologies. I'm running a little bit late today. My stomach is a little bit off. So I was kind of moving a little bit slower than usual. But here we are, you know, we show up to work. Um, whether we're feeling well or not, we're still here, honey chill. Yes, be thankful. Could be worse. Um, I'm always thankful to just be able to get up in the mornings because boy, some days you just don't feel like it. Yeah. I'm looking, I probably look a little bit rough too. I'm going to turn on my camera here in a second. I'm forewarning y'all. I didn't even get a chance to look in the mirror. <laughs> so I'm not sure what you're going to see, honey, Jill. Y'all may be like, oh God, Sandy, Lord Jesus. Oh, you know what? We're just going to give thanks. My goodness, so much is going on, um, but we're going to talk about it. Let me send out my links to everybody in WhatsApp world. Oh, somebody messaged me the other day to say, oh, please add me to WhatsApp. Oh, gosh, I'm just remembering that because, of course, I totally forgot to add you. Um, I'll go look at my messages on the other phone later and I'll try to remember who it was. Oh, my Okay, give me give me one quick second here.
right, folks, what a mess. Beloved Isla Man, here we are, uh, finding a way to get up this morning, although we're not really feeling the best. Using the camera as my mirror. Mm, I guess I'm looking all right, honey chia. Ugh, if I look like a hot mess, just ignore it. Um, How are you guys doing this beautiful Thursday morning? Looks like we're in for a bit of rain, so make sure you walk with your umbrellas. More importantly, make sure you're driving with common sense so you can slow down and hopefully not have any accidents. Um, hope you guys are having a good day, but I know based on the messages that I received um, last night, a lot of you, <laughs> Ooh, the messages are already coming in, honey child. A lot of you um, are not happy with the current state of affairs, so we're going to go through some of those things. Um. I don't, you know, I don't even know. Uh, there are there are times that I'm honestly left speechless by a lot of things that happen. And unfortunately, I do feel a sadness for this country at this particular time. But I have a job to do. And um, my job requires me a lot of times to set the emotional stuff aside. Although when you're talking about your country and your people, I got to be honest with you. It is very, very difficult um, to do that. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it is a very emotional topic for me. Where do we where where do we even begin? So, yesterday's um, show. Gosh, my hair doesn't look too bad considering I didn't even comb it this morning. <laughs> I just took it out and I was like, eh, let's just go with the flow, y'all. Ooh, honey chill. Um, let us start with uh, perhaps how we ended yesterday. Um, and before we get to that, let's just say good morning to each other. Yes. As Caymanians, our parents try to teach us, some of our parents, not all, try to teach us some good, good manners. So good morning to Miss Patricia. Everton is here. Everton, I've not seen you in a minute. Where have you been? Good morning. Wee Wee is here. Diamond Princess is always here. Thank you guys so much. All of our regulars. Miss Vernita, good to see you. Leroy, sitting front and center. Miss Iva is here. Miss Iva, how's my mango tree doing, honey chill? I'm hoping for a good crop this year. Robert, thank you, sir. Uh, Felicia Rankin is in the house. We have Janae. Good morning to you. How are you? Strong Wilt. You know what is so interesting is we have almost 300 people in the live stream. The numbers will keep going up. I think we'll probably get definitely to probably like mm, over 600 today because a lot of people are interested in this topic. Um, but we only have such a small fraction of people saying good morning. Oh, look, somebody's called me on the other phone. I wonder if they know we're on air. Good morning, caller. Yes. Sorry. No, ma'am. On air is 7.30 in the mornings. Yes. All right, there. Okay. Trying to catch me before I go on air. Too late for that now, honey chill. Um, I tell you what, I'm going to challenge y'all this morning, 300 people now, to um, more of you to say good morning. It takes nothing off of you to say good morning. We've gone over 300. Can everybody just say good morning to each other? Can we all give each other a virtual hug 
Strong Will asking for plenty sauce today. Everybody should enjoy the weather. Good morning to Miss Daisy, Miss Alba, Buenos Dias. Barbara G is in the house. Marshall is uh, messaging us from cold Tennessee. Corrine is here. Travis is here. Travis, sorry. Uh, says this should be an interesting show. Well, I guess that's why y'all are here, honey child. You're not here for a boring moment. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Yes, it should be interesting. Good morning, Debbie. Yasmin, mm. thank you so much. I appreciate that. Ugh, rough start this morning, but we're going to push on through. Good morning to Irvelyn. She's enjoying her birthday in Dubai, of all places. Mess with you, honey jail. Good morning to Miss Edith. She says, you look sad. Aw. Can't share. I can't hide my feelings. I've never been a person to be able to hide my feelings, honey jail. And you know what? I've never been a person to even try to hide my feelings. You know, my, my face shows it, and... I don't think there's anything wrong with that, quite frankly, because it's part of just being honest. Why am I going to go around, walk around in life pretending? You know, I, I don't believe in that, honey, Jim. I'm going to just tell you what I feel and what I'm thinking. And my face is, is going to be, you know, y'all, y'all be looking at me. Y'all see it some days. You'll be like, Sandy. Oh, my God. I sorry. Sometimes I'm just being respectful. And, and probably not saying how I would like to really pop off and say it, but my face says it all. My face is just like, turn up, chill. Mm, mm, mm. My face cannot and will not lie, <laughs> and neither will my lips for that matter. Morning, Miss Edith. Damaris is here. Ram Ramara, hello. How are you? Yasmin, Miss Pat, Aliana's in the house. Says, uh, let now know what is goal game, goal come next election, strong politicians with moral and testicular fortitude. Well, we're going to talk about that because, um, you know, at the end of the day, um, we got some changes that we definitely need to make come 2025. How did we get here? Uh, Quincy Ebanks Jr. is in the house. Morning, Quincy. Oh, I love your profile picture. That's so pretty. Miss Wanda, good morning. She said, Miss Wanda said, I can't wait to hear the sus. Good morning, Felipe. Natasha, so good to see you. She says, not very good, but morning. I know the feeling, honey, Jill. Uh, Lizette, good morning to you. Jennifer's here. Sydney, hey, Sydney, how you doing? Uh, says you have a lot to divulge today. You've been doing a great job on the platform. Thank you, Sydney. Um, Jared, hey Jared, we've not seen you in a minute. We miss you. Luis, good morning. Alice, Megan, Damien, Jesse. Oh, Jesse, your name is spelled differently. Is it Jesse? Is that how you pronounce it? Or is it J C? Jesse or J C? It's J E Y S E E. JC, maybe. I like it. It's very different. Miss Brenda is in the house. Um, did I get lucky last night? In what way? You know something? I don't know. I don't play the lottery or gamble, so it couldn't have been that kind of luck. Hmm. I feel like I'm lucky every day. I just wake up blessed, honey, chill. 
As Mr. Amelia would say, blessed and highly favored. Felipe, good morning. Cece McLaughlin's in the house. Miss Olivia. Annette, hello, Annette. Mariah, handsome Benji is here. I like Benji, such a well-mannered uh, and respectful young man. Cheryl, good morning, Keisha. Hello, beautiful Gloria. How are you? Nice. Miss Bonnie, good morning to you. At Dermoth, man, I might be messing up some of y'all name. Joining us from the CHH Canteen. Hey, how's the canteen looking this beautiful morning? Angeline, good morning to you. Al Ebanks in the house. Janae is here. She says, group hug. Yeah, honey child, we all need a virtual hug today. We have to get through this as a country. And um, I'm going to tell y'all what I think about the whole mess, and then we're going to see how we can try to move forward. Cindy, Chrissy, Ervalyn still enjoying her vacay. Tanasha, Vicky says it's a confused morning for us. I know. That's why I'm here, honey chill. Good morning, Shay. Peter's in the house. Look like some of y'all took me up on my challenge to say good morning. Almost 400 people. Come on, people. Say good morning. Where are your manners? I know your mama taught you better than that. McClone, Tracy, good morning. Uh, Ervalyn says real people can't hide their emotions. I don't even try to hide my emotions because I don't even think it's healthy for you. It's not good for your little pitter-patter heart. Just, you know, that's why sometimes I have to curse because, y'all, if I didn't curse, I might end up doing something far worse. God knows. I might be hitting the bottle or something. Far worse in terms of, you know, worse habits in the world. I'm not necessarily offended by cursing. I think certainly, you know, I, I'd never condone doing it in front of children or, or, you know, really old people. They might not be able to take it, but most of them know more words than me in their vernacular. So <laughs> they could probably teach me a thing or two, but I'm not, I'm not offended by it. Some people are like, oh, you know, cursing. I'm like, listen, whatever. Yeah. If that's going to save you from having a heart attack, by all means, curse. <laughs> Let it out, honey child, in whatever way that is healthier, you know. <laughs> Stephen, joining us from the UK, Miss Joyce Ann is here. Um, oh, everybody giving me compliments on my hair. This is so wild because this is the hair that didn't get combed this morning. Maybe I should comb it less. <laughs> Yasmin, good morning. Um, take a week vacation, too much rain in Fort Lauderdale. Ooh, Fort Lauderdale is getting a lot of rain. Well, we're getting some today in Cayman. Yes, Haley sending some hugs. Pauline, good morning. Miss Juanita. Emma says, uh, good morning to the beautiful people of the Cayman Islands. Wishing everybody a great day. Uh, Miss Joy Sam said, we got here because of the pissed people movement. <laughs> the PPM, Lord Jesus, my God. We need some intervention for them. They need to stop it. But it looks like we got the UDP back in power. Hmm. I don't know what's worse. Uh, Ricky, good morning. Anita, how are you? Miss Rose, Vicky, Marshall says, when it comes to politics and politicians, no one should be surprised when something takes place uh, in, terms, in terms of the backbiting and cut, co sorry, cutthroat behavior. They all do it in the world all over. How sad. Debbie says, it's a sad morning. Good morning to Kurt, Miss Morna, Marie, Chantelle, I'll never get anything done this morning, but I love the good mornings. Robert, Josephine, Buenos Dias. Amiria says, good morning. Hand pink waving. 
Um, oh, because you're on YouTube, that emoji doesn't show up. She's, she's sending us a waving emoji. Miss Ingrid, Carrie Ann in the house. Celine is here. Andy. Uh, Miss Brenda says, I'm watching WC23. I'll break away when it restarts. However, I think we're all going to be just fine. God is good. Hmm, what a mess. Natasha says, I feel like someone died. Who's ready to do some marches and demonstrations? Do we have an internal coup? Did we have an internal coup? All right, let's talk about it. Um, so we left off yesterday, still analyzing um, what had happened in the Legislative Assembly. And we're going to return to some of that because I think it's important to understand the progression of um, what has happened, right? So we didn't get here overnight. This wasn't out of the blue. This is definitely something that has been building for um, quite some time. And so one of the important roles I feel like I play on this program, that's why I'm always trying to tell you guys what's going on. And it always shocks and surprises me when politicians don't want y'all to know what's going on. You know, they have cussed and carried on about how much, oh, we got to blot this Freemason Guyana fool. Sir, Samuel, don't know where you come from. If you're from Ghana, you say Freemason Ghana, please come out of our chat. This ain't about Ghana. We're going to now block you, Samuel, Joe, and we know that's a fake name. We're going to block you and delete your comment. Come out of the chat, sir. It's not got nothing to do with you. Okay? Sure. Damn scammers. All right. So, you know, I'm always a bit, um, not really surprised, but I'm a bit put off. Maybe that's a better word. Um, when politicians think that we should know what they're up to. We hired you to do a job, right? I hate to tell you this in case you didn't get that memo. The people own you for the four years that you're in. Where's Siobhan this morning? Is Siobhan hides in the house? Somebody call Siobhan and tell her that her post this morning was right on point. I'm gonna tell you all what she said, hold on, because Politicians don't seem to get the memo. You know, John, John, I tell you guys that even a broken clock is right twice a day. He said during his uh, campaign speech in Parliament a couple days ago on Tuesday that um, he, that, you know, oh, politicians are expected to give up their lives and that, you know, their spouses, they're married to the, the work and blah, blah. I'm like, uh, well, uh, okay. N not, not quite because half y'all aren't committed in your real marriages, which means that this, um, you know, this marriage to the people, you're not committed to that either, apparently. But there is some truth in it that when you become an MP, you are there to be of service to the people. Why else do you think we've elected you exactly? So yes, the things you do become part of the public domain. And it's not a nine to five job. So you don't just show up at the government building. We all need to be showing up. Work nine to five and then you leave at five o'clock and you can be whiling out in the streets and doing whatever you want and think that the people are not going to have an opinion. The people are not going to see you at church, at bars, 
at, you know, brothels, wherever y'all be going. You go overseas. Yes, we see you in the airport. People are going to take pictures of you. Like, I was so shocked. Remember when um, McKeever Bush and another minister were in Honduras and somebody snapped a photo of them and somebody even took a video of them and sent it through to us saying, what is McKeever Bush doing here? And we're going to talk about McKeever Bush, unfortunately, again this morning, because boy, he's like the little snake that always weasels his way back in the house, right? Literally. And um, when that was sent to us, people in the video like, oh, the, 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 um, the, the uh, authorities in Honduras are investigating how you got this footage. I was like, are y'all stupid? Oh, oh, no, 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 no. You're not stupid. You just think I'm stupid. In a public airport, somebody takes footage of you walking with Makiva, and this is a high alert issue for the Honduras authorities to be investigating this breach of security. That is no breach of security, you donkey. You are a public figure. Even when you travel abroad, we know what you're doing. Hmm? Y'all don't know that when you go to Jamaica and you be going out to the bars and you be having relations with women in Jamaica that people not talking, the world is a very small place. Nowadays, especially. So, yes, people are talking about who you're meeting with. They're talking about what you're doing. You're going out, you're doing this, the next thing, whatever. They're talking about it. You go to Miami and you're gambling at the casino, falling down drunk, right? Pinching the, the, the barmaids on the behind and get arrested. People are going to talk about it, Mr. Bush. You are a public figure. Nothing you do probably outside of your bedroom and in the innards of your house, as long as it is lawful. So you can't beat up your wives. You can't break their arms. You can't break their collarbones, MPs. Y'all know which ones I'm talking about. You do those kind of things. People can talk about that too. Oh, did you know his wife had to be taken to the hospital for a broken collarbone? It, it becomes the people's business. It demonstrates something about you and your character. Huh? Even you cheating. Oh, that not that not the business. Who I be sleeping with? Yes, it is. <laughs> it's not your wife or your husband, right? Mm-hmm. MPs, you like that Jamaican driver? <coughs> Let me pull down my frock. <coughs> Take a drink of water. You like that Jamaican driver a little bit too much? Every time you travel, he has to be in the hotel room adjacent to you with an adjacent door. You don't think people have been talking about that, sister? I'm just saying, once again, yes, the people are curious because you go to church every single week and nobody talks about thumping the Bible more than you. And then there are all of these stories about you and this man and relations and why he got to be up on and eat your frock, it seems like all the time. People will talk. You are supposed to be held to a higher standard, one of truth and integrity. Remember the video I played about the business guy who said, <clears throat> I think we played it um, last week. Who said that if you don't have integrity in your personal life, he didn't want to do business with you? Do y'all remember that? Let me see if I can find that video and play it again. Because it is 
really, really um, important. It brings across an important point. Yeah, listen to this, folks. And honor the person that I sleep in bed with. How am I going to honor my business partner? I was once sitting with a guy we went golfing, and he had just canceled a hundred million dollar deal that he had because he found out that the guy who was going to do the deal with had cheated on his wife. He sat there and he looked at me and was like, "Dude, you canceled hundred million dollar deal. It's just business." He's like, "It's not just business. If he cheated on the person that he sleeps with, there's a high likelihood that he'll cheat on me." Yeah. And it's like, it's not that it's going to happen or not. It's the fact that there is character flaws that can be changed that person needs to work on. Mm-hmm. So um, the problem really for me is that so many of you go in there with these character flaws that you're not even willing to admit to. We all have them. We have all made decisions that, you know, have been poor throughout the course of our life. I think a character flaw um, sometimes is a little bit different than just a poor decision, right? When you have demonstrated time and time again um, who you are, and you keep doing the same things over and over and over again, those do not become um, mistakes, right? That's where you're showing your true character. Um, and I think that that is, that is unfortunately something that we the people need to be paying very, very close attention to. And we've seen it with certain MPs, you know, you've had multiple DUIs, obviously you've got an issue with substance abuse and we don't need MPs with substance abuse issues. You know, the bar, as John John said, the bar has been set so low that anybody can go in there, they think and become an MP. What I'm challenging the people of this country to do is to please let us raise the bar we're not talking about perfect individuals here. We are all human beings and we are all subject to, you know, our issues. We're all subject to poor decisions at times, right? But we should not be electing persons who the majority of their life story has been one poor decision after the next. It's been one calamity after the next. It's been no um, examples of actually a success. That's what I'm going to challenge the people of this country to really start to think about ahead of the 2025 election, because we will soon be there. You want to step up for nomination to be a candidate in the next election? Show us your history of accomplishments and what you have been able to do. Because unfortunately, we have for far too long elected people who did not have any history of I've accomplished anything. And so when they get into the legislative assembly and they don't accomplish anything, we are like wondering why not? And I'm beginning to wonder what's wrong with us as the voters. Have we not realized that someone who gets to the age of 35 and 40 and really hasn't done anything with their lives may not be able to get into the legislative assembly and do anything for the people. I, I'm, I'm very, very interested when people say to me, Sandy, we need more young people. And I say, okay, I agree that we need um, some younger blood. Yeah. But don't just pick somebody for their youthfulness because even young people can have, you know, some degree of um, success in their story. 
we can see where they have been on the right path, where they've been, been accomplishing and doing certain things. So being young and full of energy doesn't necessarily mean you have integrity, which I think should be the number one thing we're looking for in our MPs. It doesn't mean that you, you know, understand the task ahead. We see some of them so confused. We're going to talk about Kathy this morning. She's so confused about what it is that the people need and want from her, you know, that she's talking about how she's getting offended by everything. So let's look at what um, Siobhan shared this morning, because I think that this was um, a very, very important post. If you accept the call to leadership, you must be willing to be misunderstood, criticized, opposed, accused, and even rejected. You can't get into public office, right? And think that it's gonna be all a bed of roses. That's not how it works. And you're getting all up in your feelings when people criticize you. People have a right to their opinions. Now, their opinions may or may not be factual, but you should not get up in your feelings about someone having an opinion of you. What is even more shocking to me is when people have an opinion of you based on things that you have done, and you know why people have an opinion of you about a particular thing. And then you get up on a platform and you pretend, you see this, this is now y'all know that this is where I'm going to have a problem. You pretend that you have no clue why certain people are no longer with you and no longer for you. That's, that's concerning. Yeah. Hmm. That's why I believe in breaking things down, honey child. I want y'all to understand. Even why I feel a particular way about certain people. I share those feelings. And I think it is important for you all to understand why I feel that way. You know, how did, how did Sandy come to this opinion? Because I am human and I have my thoughts and feelings. But... I like to base a lot of how I feel, actually, as much as possible on facts. You understand what I'm saying? And there are facts that I am privy to. I can't tell you how I'm privy to them. But there are facts that I'm privy to that when I hear people speak and I know they're lying to the people of this country, I cannot sit back and say nothing and do nothing. Good morning, Brother Al. He says, I hate pretenders. You must be confused trying to be something else. Self-love is so amazing. Calling out facts, so refreshing. Miss Curlew, good morning. Oh, Mr. Curlew, my apologies. Good morning, how are you? Haley's here. Morning to Juanita. Marshall says it's something that has been going on from the beginning of the new government, that the new government took place. So to be very clear, Miss Beulah, Miss Olive, Miss Ingrid, Undoubtedly from day one, you've had a group of very strong personalities trying to get on. Now, I don't know how many of you have people 
around you or maybe even yourself that has a strong personality. But you know, when you put even two people together with a strong personality, normally you're going to have a bucking of heads, yes? People with strong personalities, because I'm one of them, so I get it. It's not always a good thing. It's really a question of how you manage it, right? And over the years, I have recognized that sometimes I need to fall back and I need to pull back. Even, even as a kid, you know, when you had to do group projects and stuff, I would get in there and I'd be like, okay, let's get this done. I'm ready to do it. I'm like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Back up, honey chill. Back it up. Life has taught me by the time I got to university, I was much more reserved. I wasn't just jumping in there, taking the reins. I'm like, you know what? Somebody else do it. No, no, no. You, you go on, Sam. I even want you to. No, 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 no. Somebody else do it. When you have a strong personality, that doesn't mean that you should always be in a leadership position either. You've got to learn how to follow. You've got to learn how to humble yourself. You have to learn how to be of service to other people. Because the truth of the matter is no one can be a really good leader if they don't know how to serve. And that is true in the world of politics and the world of business, even in your own home. You know, I can tell you, I, I can sometimes I can be a dictator. I put my foot down. I'm like, this is what it's going to be. Let's get it. And I appreciate people who say to me, well, Sandy, you know, maybe maybe you're being a little dictatorish right now and you need to fall back. I'm like, yeah, okay. Let me have a think about it. Because sometimes we don't recognize these not so good traits in ourselves. We can see it in other people, but when it comes to us, it is hard to have what they call (laughs) self-awareness. Yeah? So there is something to be said for having the ability to listen to other people, to put your personality differences aside. And I think that unfortunately with this group, that has never really been working out for them. And I don't know if it's going to change. Is Juliana O'Connor Conley going to have any more control over this group than Wayne Panton did? Does she have the special sauce? Is she a better leader than Wayne Panton? Does she have what it takes? I don't think so, is my personal opinion. But ultimately, only time will tell. Like I said yesterday, unfortunately, there have been forces within and outside of this organization. Some forces that y'all don't know anything about. There are people in the background pulling the strings, right? And you know nothing about that necessarily. You don't know who they are, businesses, business people. They have a lot of influence on what goes on in the world of politics. And so sometimes in the name of campaign funding and all these other side things, they tell people how to move and what to do. And so your MPs are not answering to you, the people. They're answering to, that's why we use this term, special interests. And who are these special interest individuals? What makes one person's voice more important than anybody else's? Because I'll be honest with you, if our MPs had been listening to us and they were even remotely concerned about the wishes of the people, I seriously doubt that this photo with this group of individuals 
would be here today. Some of them look so unhappy, my goodness. Right? If y'all are listening to the people, the people have told you in no uncertain terms that there's a lot of these people in here that they just don't want. So you start out a new group, they've changed the name and everything, we're gonna get into all those details. And you're starting out with a group of people that the country, the leader, the people don't even want. If we took a poll right now, I'm gonna have to find some money to, to get this polling system. What the heck is it called again? Um, it's so expensive though, I gotta tell you. It's one of those things that I'm like, ugh, you gotta, you gotta find some rich friend to help you pay for it. Um, but it lets you do real time polls, right? If I, but in real time, if I ask any of you right now, in terms of leadership for this country, how many of you are happy with the leadership change? How many of you would prefer um, Juliana O'Connor Connolly over Wayne Panton? Right? Let, let's do a quick little poll. Just call in. Let's do five, 10 minutes. Um, call in. Who prefers her over the previous leadership? I know the answer. I believe I know the answer. I've been talking to enough people, right? So someone said, just do a quick poll on your WhatsApp um, distribution. Yeah, but you know, this other poll is so much better because, um, hold on one second. What the heck is it called again? It's so much better because um, it allows people to just scan a barcode and to just quickly vote. So I'm gonna start, I'm gonna look into it. I'm gonna see if somehow, but it, it's, it's so ridiculous in terms of pricing. You guys, there has to be another option that's not as expensive as that, I gotta tell you the truth. But let me, um, you know what? I got to talk to my web guys. Maybe they can just develop a barcode for my questions. Um, but the thing is, that the thing that I like about this, um, this particular polling system is that it allows you to get real-time results. So it updates like the figures in real time, right? But if I were to ask you um, who you want to be the leader of this country right now, are you happy with the current changes? See, people are already messaging Wayne. I mean, I, I'm willing to bet it's gonna be 95% Wayne Panton. I'm being generous by giving Juliana O'Connor, now premier, 10%. Yeah, I'm not trying to be mean to her. I hope she doesn't take, see what, see what this person says, Wayne 100%. I mean, maybe the Brockers wanted her as premier. I don't really know. But um, here's another one, Wayne. You know, nobody not even say her name yet. How many of you would prefer to have her? All right, let, let's go through it. Let, let's just go through and have a quick look. Because in my opinion, if you're not prepared to listen to the people of this country, right, about who they even want to lead them, <laughs> You got a problem. That that's the God's truth. All right, hold on. I'm trying to get the name of, of this app. I might just have to bite the bullet and figure out how to do it. Okay. Um uh, Gibson, good morning, says agree with what you're saying. However, we didn't have good choices in some constituencies. For the people that were elected, you have a duty to represent the people who elected you. And jumping around issues when it becomes difficult isn't the answer. 
And I agree, Gibson, that we really didn't have a choice in a lot of different areas. So Miss Sophie says, nope. Um, Chantel says, Wayne. Natasha says, oh, hell no. She's a massive mistake. Andrew says, no, it'll be a disaster. <laughs> Siobhan says, do we really need a poll for that? <laughs> well, I mean, there are going to be people in her camp and probably even her who are going to say Sandy's being unfair. Sandy doesn't have the pulse of the people. So I need you, the people of this country right now, almost 600 of you online and no, no telling how many listen to the radio. I need all of you to tell me in your honest, your own words, what you want, what you wanted. Hmm? Nobody listened to you, the people. Thank you, sir. This is exactly the one that I'm looking for. Yes. Uh-huh. Right? Nobody wanted to ask you, even before this decision was made, what do you want? Can you imagine? You're working for someone. You're working for the people. And you never ask them with such a major decision. What do you, the people, want? Such a simple question. All these backdoor finagling in dealings and business people controlling these movements. From days ago, they knew that this was going to go down. That is why certain people could abstain from voting because they knew the importance of their um, abstention vote. You know, Chris Saunders was ready to slide right back in there. And someone said to me yesterday, last night, they said, Sandy, had you not said, those poor civil servants messaging you about how fearful they are. And if you had not said, if he gets back in that government building, sue the government, he would have been right back in there. Somebody told me the governor told him hell to the no. She's not going to put civil servants through that again. I can't swear for that. I'm selling it to you like I got it. But my point yesterday is if they do this, you sue the government. Look at that picture, right? Juliana O'Connor Connolly got the dishonorable uh -huh, man that she has had to take out of office for when he was arrested the first time. Makiva Bush stand up right there with the biggest smile on his face. This is a woman who claims, who wants us to believe that she's a person of integrity. She's a Christian woman and she stands behind, you know, good Christian principles. There's no way. You, I, I would fall on my sword before I allowed a man who is right now facing several very serious charges against women in this community to have him back in there as part of your government sitting up there with the biggest devilish smile on his face. And if anybody knows where the bones are buried, I can assure you, Juliana O'Connor Connor knows where those bones are buried when it comes to McKeever Bush. And she continues to work with him. You have to ask yourself at some point, why? Why does she continue to work with this man? Why has she not demonstrated the same Christian principles that she wants to talk about? You know what is so funny, right? They want to jump up, and I'm going to throw this out there because y'all need to hear the truth. They want to jump up and talk about the LGBTQ plus whatever community. And at the same time, 
<laughs> they know that some of these MPs love them a little boy on the side or a young man on the side, and they've been willing to pay for it. They have to go away to these trips in order to have access to men. And you guys sit there talking about you're a principled person. Oh, you don't believe in that because the Bible speaks out about it. Well, in the real world, you're sitting next to people who are hiding. They can't even be honest with their wives of 40 odd years, of 50 years, of whatever number of years. And you're sitting next to those people and you know that these are not made up stories. You know this is the truth, but yet you're willing to work with them. What does that say about you, woman? What does that really say about you? That you just are willing to talk a good talk of Christianity, but you definitely not walk in the walk. Hmm. This is the duplicitousness. Why I've always said, y'all need to leave that community alone, especially you MPs. Because enough of you have stories of lesbianism in your own past too. Right? But this isn't about that. This is about the principle. Right? You can pray down damnation on these people. And yet, what are you really doing in the, in the real world? It's the duplicity of it all that really gets to me. You can't even be honest with who you are and what you're all about. Siobhan, you're right. We probably don't need a poll, but let's see. Samantha says Wayne. Alan says nope. Strong Wilt says Wayne. Aliano says Wayne. Ingrid says Wayne. Miss Pat says Mr. Panton. Marie says no poll needed. <laughs> uh, Gibson says seeds from the same tree. Might as well stick to Mr. Panton. Rough Sea says Andre. <laughs> My problem with Andre, folks, is I think Andre has a lot of potential, but he is still new to this game of politics. I don't know how much Andre really, oh my God. We're going to watch Andre's um, speech because it's pretty, sh pretty short. Y'all saw him with his rosary beads. I didn't even know Andre was Catholic, first of all. But Andre's voice was cracking. He sounded like he wanted to cry. He was obviously very emotional. I understood that he had told uh, Mr. Panton going in that he would actually um, be voting, um, he would be abstaining. At least he was honest enough to do so. You know, Mr. Panton has been someone throughout his career uh, that has supported um, uh, Andre. So I'm sure Minister Andre, now Deputy Premier, felt a way about, you know, throwing a mentor under the bus. Because that's kind of exactly what happened. So he was there with his little rosary beads. My God, he was so nervous he kept playing with them. Now, I'm not Catholic, and I know in the Catholic faith, y'all have a lot of Hail Marys and rosary beads, and you do a lot of things with, like, objects and symbolism and all kind of stuff. But it, it struck me as interesting. Um, I don't think that he, somebody said he's not really, he grew up Catholic, but he's not really a practicing Catholic. Well, I said, well, damn, he went back to his roots with those rosary beads, honey child. Because what are, what are the rosary beads symbolic of in, in Catholicism? I don't even know. But Shah, he was rubbing them, and he was, you know, the nervousness reminded me of a story in the Bible about the Judas's kissing Jesus. That was, that, was, that was the energy. Everybody's like, what? People message me as he was talking. What is Andre about to do? I was like, boy, mm, mm, mm. I don't know. And then we saw what he did. Anyway, 
We in Panton says Caribbean sunshine. Marie says we're not happy. Vanessa says Mr. Panton. Shamika says Panton all the way. Uh, Yasmin says Wayne for me. Debbie says Wayne for me. Natasha says we need Wayne back. He was honest and hardworking. He was for the people and the country. And we've lost an irreplaceable person. And our country should be mourning. And, you know, Natasha, I can tell you without fear of contradiction that our country is definitely mourning. The messages I got last night were indicative of us having lost something significant. And the people feel it. And so when I was contemplating this morning even what to talk about, you know, part of what I felt, and I, again, put my own personal feelings aside, I said to myself, you've got to acknowledge this morning how people are feeling. Because people want to protest. People are messaging me, Sandy, can we march in the streets? Can we protest? You know, how do we turn this around? Can we call an early election? I'm going to talk about some of the realities of the position and the situation that we're now in, right? But I feel and I hear what you all are saying. And it is important that the people that we have elected to public office are also feeling and listening to what you, the people, are saying, right? They want to say, oh, they don't even want to listen to this platform. That's because you don't want to listen to the people. <laughs> That's why. It doesn't have anything to do with me. I'm bringing you the messages and information and giving people the opportunity to be heard. I challenge you, MPs, to show me any other platform. Let me go on this, open up this other tab over here. So, okay? Show me any other platform this morning that has 600 people in the live stream, 576 to be precise. All right? We have, we don't know how many are listening on radio because nobody, you know, can't gauge radio. But right now we have over 168 comments. Before this show is open over in a couple hours, that will probably triple or quadruple. The people are saying what they want to say. Angeline says, Mr. Panton, hands down. So if you're not even willing to sit there and listen to the people, what is the point of you being an elected official? Huh? Cameron says, if you haven't seen the film Animal Farm, I recommend give it a watch. All this fiasco will be a lot more relatable. Barbara says, Mr. Panton. Perla says, as the education minister and now as premier, will we ever see her in any action? Surprise me, please. Leroy says, if not Wayne, make it Heather. Heather doesn't want it. I can tell you Heather wants none of that. Heather has never, Heather didn't even want to run for office, <laughs> if truth be known. She is a community worker and she enjoys and loves working in her community, but Heather don't like this kind of stress. Cece says, Mr. Panton. Sue says, Wayne Panton. Caribbean Sunshine says this government is a disaster. Daisy says Mr. Panton. Edith says no. Happy people have not realized yet why all these MPs never wanted Panton as premier. What? Happy people? People? What? No. Happy people have not realized yet why all these MPs never wanted Panton as premier. Miss Edith, I'm not sure. Um. I'm not quite sure that I'm understanding what you've written, to be honest. So feel free to clarify that. Uh, Chi Chi says no for Juliana. 
Natasha says, I think that people need to come together to put candidates forward in each district or election that are actually good. Sabrina for Premier says, um, John Smith, uh, I'm going to challenge you here, John. Although I think Sabrina is doing a really good job, no first-time MP should be a Premier ever. They're not ready. And that's no criticism on anybody. You know, I've heard of people who were interested in running, who've been partners and firms and ran all kinds of businesses. You need to get your feet wet. Don't take that as any sort of an insult. Yeah? Get your feet wet first. Miss Marion says, Sandy, we're going to vote for you to run for election. Don't bother, please. <laughs> I would encourage you not to do so. We all have a role to play in this process. I am telling you, I can look objectively at situations that even involve myself. And the best place that I need to be and that I enjoy being is right where I am. You're right where you're supposed to be. Can we get a hallelujah up in here? Hallelujah. Yeah? Ms. Brenda says, gee, Sandra, you just said a mouth, mouth and you said a mouth and a half full. <laughs> Good morning to Ms. Joy. Mr. Panton says, Barbara. Oh, I think I read that one already. Sorry. I want to double count now. Y'all be like, Sandy, try to double count. Nope, I'm scrolling. Um, Sophie says, pill everywhere is the pill app. What is that? How did this happen? Says Chi Chi. Uh, Alexandra says, me, Wayne Panton. Oh, the poll. Thank you. Thank you, Sophie. All right. Good morning, Herman. Wrong decision, question mark. Hell to the no for Juliana, says Wanda. Roseanne says, Wayne or Andre. Strong will, having a good joke, says John John. <laughs> where, where, where's my laugh track? Because that one, that one requires a laugh. Oh, Lord, I don't even know if I got one, but no, 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 no. Crickets. Crickets. That way, that way, that way here. John, John, not he, he should even be an MP. Who abstains? We had three people abstain. Juliana, Connor, Connolly. I want y'all to pay attention. This was the plan. Hmm? Okay. John, John. When he left, go listen to what he said. Others were supposed to follow with him. The other people that were definitely supposed to follow with him included Juliana O'Connor Conley, but she got cold feet and let John John jump on his own. You see how quickly they pulled him back in? You see how quickly they pulled McKeever back in? Because when John John's tactic didn't work, then McKeever said, okay, I'm going to resign. Somebody handed him a check and said, yes, please, you do it. We need to get rid of Wayne. And there's a lot of reasons. I'm not here to tell you by any stretch of the imagination that Wayne is some holy grail or he's some perfect person. But there's a lot of reasons outside of his personality that they wanted Wayne gone. And it's, it has to do with what they believe he stands for in terms of protecting this country and not allowing development to run amok and people to do whatever they want. The sad thing is, I actually believe 
objectively knowing what I know and all the different players, that they were actually unfairly labeling him as a tree hugger. Oh, shoot, sorry. I was trying to get my glass cleaner. They were unfairly labeling the man to begin with. But regardless of that, it didn't matter. You know, he was labeled, and so we got to get rid of him. By the way, there was a court decision yesterday. Do we know what the outcome of that court decision was? Whether or not the government is going to be allowed to continue to sue each other over this whole um, NCC thing? Did the Court of Appeal give them leave to go to the Privy Council? If anybody knows how that decision panned out, by all means, um, please let me know, because I understand it was supposed to have been delivered yesterday. So William Panton is not a perfect man. He's not a perfect leader. They complained that he had, um, you know, he wasn't the best at meeting management. To me, that's that's a red herring. And so um, having said that, no one could really articulate to me what the real problem was with Wayne. And a lot of what they said and a lot of things that they were saying, number one, either weren't true or just didn't make any sense. But I know that he had a difficult time controlling uncontrollable individuals. Everybody went in there with their own agenda, no collective mind, didn't want to work together. They all were about me, 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 me. So Natasha, three people abstained, Juliana O'Connor Connolly, Chris Saunders, which is so funny to me, and Andre Ebanks. Chris Saunders sitting on the other side with the PPN and abstained. I am sure the conversation after that vote, yeah, must have been what the you know what. He's talking about um he wanted to I, I, well I don't even know if he actually said it because when he got up he said a whole lot of nothing in an hour and 20 minutes but he was on the side of obviously the progressives he's sitting there with them first day on the job wearing a red tie First day he flipped over there, he decides to wear his red tie. He's riding with PPM, right? They're trying to work it out. But what PPM didn't know is Chris Saunders, being the duplicitous person that he is, was in talks about, okay, when we get rid of Ween, I can come back. Ween fired me, but I can come back. Y'all gonna let me back in, right? And oh, you know them MPs, no, no scruples, no, no integrity, nothing. They were like, oh yeah, bring him back in. How can you bring a man back in that was tormenting civil servants, in particular women? And y'all talking about you need to pass a sexual harassment bill. Is that a joke? You can't just do these things in a vacuum and not think that, again, your overall behavior is going to be analyzed by people. How can this government pass a sexual harassment bill and yet... You have one of the country's biggest offenders harassing every woman with a frock, except for me, because I would tump him down. They said that they knew who to frighten, and you better believe it. Mr. Bush has never 
in a million years said anything inappropriate in other way to me because God would have to help him that day. I told y'all when this last incident went down at the Ritz-Carlton, I was supposed to be at that event that night. I got a media invite. I came home and child, once I kicked off my shoes and took off my brassiere, that was the end of that. I was like, Lord have mercy. I'm not going to shower and dress up again and try and put on a little lip gloss. I just couldn't be bothered. But it's a good thing. You know, they, they say sometimes things happen for a reason and I believe it. It's a good thing I was not there because I'm telling you, I would not have stood there and tolerated this man feeling up women with his drunken and sloppiness, right? Tr biting people. What kind of, what kind of foolishness is this? Yeah. When I see stuff like that, I'm thinking, oh my God, what if that was me? What if that was my daughter that this man was doing that to? I would have kicked him down the stairs. So the good Lord knows that I'm not designed for no prison life. So he kept me out of harm's way that evening and did not make me go. But you can't continue to ignore this man's decades old history of what he has done to women. And you talk about, oh, this government is prioritizing a sexual harassment bill. Really? We might have to use it against some of your MPs first and foremost. So they were going to take Chris right back in. And I'm telling you, we would have to protest it then. Hmm. Scruples, integrity. It doesn't exist for some people. Rena says, who do you think are the real puppet masters for this group? <laughs> Lord Jesus, I could tell you, Rena, but... I can't tell you. Let me put it this way. In order for me to obtain information as I do, and it's very, very important for me to be able to tell and share a lot of the information, there are certain things that I can't say. I can't, I can never put myself in a position where I'm revealing my sources. So I bring y'all about 97% of everything. That 3%, unfortunately, I got to hold on to that tight, honey child. Huh? Because that 3% is so significant. The ability for me to stay in the loop comes from that 3%. That's why I will tell you I have the answer to your question, Rena, but I can't answer it. And you're going to just have to trust me that I know what I'm talking about, honey child. It was so funny because the same group seemed to have in their head that, um, oh, we in Panton Town Sandy, this not next thing. I used to laugh at them. I'm like, sometimes Ween be calling me, ask me, where did I get that from? And I wasn't telling him, you know? Hmm. Just like I knew that when they were talking the other day, Ween Panton was willing to step down, you know? 
before all this. And he was saying, give it to um, Andre. I think Wien wanted to do that because he believes that Andre has more integrity than her. <laughs> she refused. She refused. That says a lot about her. She just wanted that premiership again. She just wanted that premiership again. Simple as that. She wants her multi-million dollar school for the BRAC with no business case made for it, none whatsoever. Someone says, um, rosary beads and Catholicism are used as tool for prayer and meditation. Each bead represents a specific prayer, usually the Hail Mary, with larger beads indicating a change in prayer, such as the um, Our Father. Oh, y'all Catholics got too much to try and remember. The sequence of prayers and meditations on the mysteries of Jesus and Mary's lives encourages reflection on significant events in Christian theology. Wow, mm, that's a lot. The rosary is both a symbol of Catholic faith and a means to seek spiritual comfort and guidance. Okay. Person goes on to say, um, if Chris got back into the government building, wouldn't that be tantamount to creating a hostile work environment? All I know is y'all would have a good case for suing somebody. I'm telling you, that would have been a hell of a lawsuit. Um... Auntie Sandy, just tell Rena Mac is running the show. <laughs> that's according to listener. Um, that's interesting. So someone is telling me uh, we can set up a poll. So let, let's do it. We'll, we'll do a poll, um, a more formal poll. Uh, person says, wean over that political prostitute any day of the week, any hour of the day. She can't be trusted. She will sway any direction that suits her personally. I was already annoyed with her keeping Minister of Education uh, then Deputy Premier. I certainly don't want to be heading um, to the heaven she's going to. Hmm? It is unfair that PPM got 12 years without interruption to do their damage, yet Wayne was not even given the chance to finish his term. After Chris didn't get a position in the new government, he ran to Alden House 1 a.m. Com 1 a.m. complaining all dummies. Oh, 1 a.m. this morning? <laughs> wow. Everton says, I don't live in your country, but I enjoy listening to your program and your show is one of my favorites. But when you have uh, the premiere, but when you have the premiere panty on your program, it's a breath of fresh air listening to him. So I would say bring him back if you guys could. Well, um, he's no longer premiere panting, <laughs> unfortunately, Everton. But I'm going to pass this on to him because. I think he needs to continue um, talking to the people. He needs to continue to be here. He has now, and we'll go through all the details of what's happening, but he's now, um, at least in theory, accepted uh, the speaker position. I guess that's a consolation prize. But they've removed him completely um, out of cabinet, which I think is so incredibly sad. Sad day for us, really. 
Um, so I'll, I'll share your message. I, you know, I don't know what Mr. Panton is doing this morning. I feel like we should probably just call him to let him know, you know, we're checking in, but I'm not sure how he's feeling. I know a couple of days ago, he actually wasn't feeling well at all. On his birthday, he was actually at the doctor's not feeling well. All this is stressing the poor man out. Marjorie says she can't take the BS anymore. Alice says, Wayne all the way. Good morning, Johan. Johan says, UPM is effectively the PAC crew that's been in charge over the last 24 to 28 months. The difference is MP Wayne Panton plus Chris Saunders are not the original leadership duo who were premier and deputy. Well, I think that, um, you know, it's more than that. Um, even the change of the name has really gotten under my skin and irked me in a different kind of way. I don't know whose idea that was, but it's a little bit too close to UDP for me. It's it's a little, it feels UDP-ish. And people are saying they're even wearing green and stuff, which were UDP colors. Ugh, disgusting. Um, uh, Victor says, recent developments have confirmed that one lion is no match for a pack of coyotes. <laughs> Amen. 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 Mm -mm. What a hot mess. Ay, ay, ay. Um, Charlene says, Wien Panton, and the reason they wanted him out is because he's for the people and the country. Um, you know, I hope that he gets to hear these encouraging messages. And I'm going to read what his message was, his parting message as well, because, you know, he left with. Um, nothing less than we expected of him, which is um, statesman-like. Tracy says, Wayne all the way. WP says, uh, Damien. Uh, good morning, Brother Tommy, joining us. How are you? Uh, Sydney says, maybe she met half of these people. Oh, I don't know what that was in reference to, but... Curlew says, um, both man, hold on, born man, live and die. <laughs> okay. My question is, um, are this new government going to work together as a party now to run together as a party and not independent and run against opposition? I doubt that. You know what? Let me tell you something, Mr. Curlew. This is, this is one of the biggest issues with this whole situation, right? The party system in Cayman has not taken root the way in which it has in other places. And part of it is because it's relatively young. We literally just had parties introduced into our constitution just the other day when we um, had constitutional reform, right? And so um, we had the PPM, which was in response to the UDP, right? They registered as parties, but what have they done? UDP has disappeared. Mr. Ezard Miller, back a couple years ago, set up a new party. What have y'all heard about that? That was supposed to be, oh, a new model. We're going to bring people up from the bottom. You know, it's going to be a, a bottom up as, as opposed to a top down type of party. Um, what was it called again? Hold on. Let me try to remember the name now. It, you know, they had one public meeting um, or one meeting about... Um, you know, and making the big announcement. And as it turns out, they've you've never heard a word from them since. They've never done anything. Can somebody remind me the name of this party? 
Um, no one has ever been nominated. Nothing has ever happened. They've fallen by the wayside before they even got started. Anybody even remembers the name of it? I try to find it in the website. I think we did like the one story where they came out. Um, oh, yeah. People's Party opens headquarters back in November of 2020. What happened to the People's Party? You, you see, y'all looking at me this morning like I'm crazy. Y'all like, People's Party? What are you talking about, Sandy? Y'all don't even remember it. It was a one-off situation. Yeah, let me show it. Let me share you. Let me share the screen. Hold on. Um, let me take off this other picture here. See it there? That was it. November 2020. We've never heard a word from any of these people since. Now, the biggest issue here is that it was a geriatric party of a bunch of old men who were not necessarily in tune with what's happening in the real world. But they registered as a political party. They claimed they were getting ready for the general election in May of 2020. They did not run other than Mr. Ezard himself. They did not run a single candidate under this so-called Cayman Islands People's Party. Had a logo. Talked about what they were committed to. All this stuff. Participatory democracies, you're right. And nothing has ever come of it. This is a fundamental problem. If I need to answer your question, sir. Why no? This group has been put together, Mr. Um, Curlew, for convenience in this moment. And that's it. If they last the next 14 months, they will not run as a party. They don't share any common ideology. 80% of them don't even like each other. They can barely work with each other. None of that has changed just because Mr. Panton is not there. The other personalities are still there. Yeah? Are they going to be any more respectful to Julie than uh, Premier Juliana O'Connor Connolly, let's call her by her new name, as opposed to the former Premier? Why? What, what, why? She got some magic formula? Is she got a whip that she's going to be able to keep them in control with? We'll see. Because all of the behavior that we've heard of. Now, mind you, a couple of the players have been removed. Well, Chris Saunders isn't there. John John is back in the fold. He has demonstrated being disrespectful. As well as others. Is that going to change? You don't just wake up one morning and say, oh, I've learned to have manners. And I'm going to now know how to conduct myself in a meeting. Uh, Inspiring says, do you think the governor had to had to do with the decision? Maybe a woman wanted a woman to rule. Just saying, no, she was. I don't even think she was. I don't even know when she got back on island, but she would have had nothing to do with this. They would have come to her and said, we have a new majority. And here's what it is. And she, by according to the Constitution, pretty much doesn't have much of a choice to accept it. There was this option we were talking about yesterday. A lot of you wanted to call, um, sorry, my sinuses are a little bit irritated. 
wanted to call for an early election, but unfortunately the constitutional provisions don't allow us, the people, to call for an early election. It's the governor's decision. And it's only in the event where there is no clear and apparent majority. So this majority has come out and presented themselves. So she has to accept that this is the will of parliament. It's a majority of them. So that's what it is. Good morning to Hank. Mary says it was the passion from Andre. I really do respect him. Cameron says, is this UPM going to register themselves as an official political party or just a tagline? They're not a party. <laughs> they are yet again no different than the pack. Just another group with a new euphemism. Now, it struck me as interesting. Follow me here. When um, Pat came about, the premier, and this just shows how he's a different, he's a different kind of thinker, right? Do you all remember what PACT stands for? We'd have to go back, I guess, to the general um, election, but it actually stood for something meaningful. <laughs> Help me out with the acronym if y'all can remember. Accountability. P was, what was P? I can't remember P, but we had accountability. Uh, C was, oh Lord. Y'all help me out here. Get the, get the acronyms for me. But you know what I'm saying? You, what is a new one called? U-P, people-centered. What, what is U-P, what? Accountability and the T, was it Transparency. This new, this new UPM, United People's Movement, so generic, just like UDP, PPM, back, back to where we were. It's like we've taken a step back, even in the naming of this group of people. Nobody impressed with the name. And everybody's like, where's the people in it? You put people in the title, but you've certainly not considered what the people wanted. So you're already starting out on a bad footing. Birds of a feather flock together, says Michael. Not for no for Juliana. Debbie says Wayne. Moya says Wayne. Garrett says, but Mac was with Wayne, wasn't he? Well, at that time, interestingly enough, Wayne had no choice. Now, the question is, does thank you. Does um Miss uh, Madam Julie have a choice. Does she need Makiva? I don't think she needs him. So why is he there? It's an interesting question. People-driven, accountable, competent coalition. Well, it actually stood for people-driven, accountable, competent, and transparent. That was what P-A-C-T stood for. Talk is cheap, says Chantel. David, says Sandy, re-election now. Unfortunately, as I just said, that is not going to happen. 
There's no constitutional provision that allows we, the people, to have that much power. And this is why when people like Denny Warren Jr. says the people need to have the ability to recall, a recall vote, there's some merit to it. Because once we elect them and they get in there with all the horse trading and the back flips and the gymnastics, what choices do we have? Natasha says, Makiva's smiling like a cat who caught and ate the mouse. Cheshire cat. I mean, it is very, very interesting to see the expressions on the faces of the people in that photo. Kathy looks miserable. <laughs> she might actually have to do some work now as minister. <laughs> what a mess. Mm-mm. Let's have a look at uh, her comments from the previous day's proceedings. Move on a motion to adjourn. I would like to say a few words. All evening I have been up here writing, and I'm sure you guys have seen I have not been um, doing dictation of your speeches. I have just been in a position where I keep thinking about constitutional reform. To be sitting here as speaker and to be seeing what's going on, um, I can't help but put on record that I think that we have to eventually get to the place where the speaker role does become a role that is autonomous. and. Um, while I was thinking about the speaker role and autonomy and um, constitutional reform, then I started to think about political will, and I started to think about all the different things that we need legislative changes on in terms of our constitution. And I know recently um, we had the Electoral Boundary Commission do their report, which I'm expecting will be tabled here at Parliament in the future. Um, but you really have to wonder if members of Parliament are the individuals that will determine if that report is accepted or not, if we're ever going to really get to the place where we are thriving constitutionally. And we're right back in the same position with the government having a hung Parliament. And I see it as a sad day for our country. And I heard everybody deliberate tonight. And I just keep thinking that it would only be fitting for me to remind everyone tonight. I actually came to Parliament over the weekend. and took my oath of affirmation. And I was reading it over and over and over because I never want to lose sight on why I'm here. I, Catherine Ebanks Wilkes, do swear that I will well and truly serve His Majesty King Charles III, his heirs and successors, and the people of the Cayman Islands in the office of the Speaker of Parliament of the Cayman Islands, so help me God. And I was placed here as Speaker, although I've been beaten up by the media because a lot of people seem to have this story that I wanted this position for money. What a lot of people are not aware of 
is that the government was put in a peculiar position with having the former speaker resign and difficulty with finding consensus to elect an outside speaker. And while my decision to accept this nomination was one that took me out of my comfort zone, and I knew that I was going to have challenges with maintaining the support of some of my constituents. I promised myself when I took this position that every decision that I make would be for what's in the best interest of the country, not what is going to get me reelected. So I took the position of speaker. Of course, it was an elevation, but it was also a huge challenge. And I'd like to think, no, I'm not even going to say I'd like to think. I know that I have displayed nothing but neutrality while I have been here. So much so that I locked my door this morning. I didn't want to speak to anyone. I didn't look out here to see if we had quorum. No one can say that I have interfered in this process. Because at the end of the day, that is what the speaker is supposed to do. I've been receiving calls and even threats, you know, from a minority of the people that are saying that I should move from this position. And if it needs to be so, so be so. But at the end of the day, decisions that are being made should be made for what is in the best interest of the country. Not just from me, but from every single one of you sitting in these chairs tonight. And last time I counted, it was much more than the one up here. And there was one thing that came to my mind last night, and I just woke up thinking about it. It just keep chiming, keep chiming in my mind. And I just want to say that I pray that I will live to see the day when a majority of these seats of our parliament will be filled by leaders who possess the political will to make decisions that are in the best interests of the Caymanian people and for the love of country. And although there are 19 seats, until we have enough members who lead based on what is right, status quo will remain, and Cayman will never work for Caymanians. Honorable Premier, I call on you to move a motion to adjourn. So much was said there, and I really hope that people um, take heed of their own words. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Hi, good morning, Sandra, and morning. good morning to your listeners. How are you guys doing? Not bad. How are you? A lot of people feel like they're in mourning this morning, but... I trust me, and I'm just one of those, one of the many, um, as a Caymanian, as a voter, um, one of the many, and um, I'm not going to be long but I just wanted to call and say that, and I've been off the island until yesterday, but of course I have monitored this whole entire process diligently. Mm -hmm. And I'm just sharing something that was shared with myself. And um, in 2009, when of course the constitution, I think was passed, I think that's, yes, it was in 2009 mm -hmm. when we, the people went and voted for and I can publicly say I never voted for the Constitution because at that time mm -hmm. I was on my uncle's uh, campaign. He was not successful that year, but I was on the campaign and he sat down with us, the committee members, and he went through a lot of it with us, reading it, sharing it with us. And I remember him saying to us that, listen, guys, 
there is a group of people, there is a party of people that wants this constitution to be passed. Mm. And at the end of the day, it's going to be for their own benefit. It's going to benefit them. And if we check back and see who the party was in, in the group that he was probably referring to, you'll see exactly know what I'm saying. And he said to us, he said, you know, that it would be wrong of him to tell us to vote or not to vote on the constitution. That would be absolutely wrong of him as a leader to say those words to us. But he said, what I will say to you all is that there's a lot of fine print writing in that constitution that needs to be redefined. There's a lot of things, a lot of contents in that constitution mm -hmm. that takes away the power of you, the people, and you, the people, are the ones with the power, not the ones that you are putting in. You, the people, are the ones with the power, but it takes away a lot of the power from you guys. And then there's a lot of content in that constitution. And these were his exact words, that I give it 10 years, and you're going to see how it's going to start to destroy our country. And he said, that's all I have to say to you guys. You guys can make your decision based on that. And yes, so said, so done. Them old people would say, so said, so done. And he was absolutely right. That constitution needs to be revised. Mm. Absolutely. That's where half of the problem is. And like I said, if we check back in 2009 and see who the party was and see who fought to get that constitution passed, then we will truly understand and see really right now why they're still fighting for and just won't simply give up and step down and step aside. But I want to remind the people of Cayman, mm. it's you that holds the power. It's not none of the 19 of them inside of there. Mm. It's you that holds the power. And it's time that you stand up now and start putting words into action and start mm. letting them know we are the ones with the power, not you. Mm. We put you there. We will remove you. And when you're there, you must do what is in the best interest of us, the people, because mm -hmm. we're a minority right now, but you must do what's in the best interest of us, the people, and for this country. Mm -hmm. And we have to make them understand that. And it's time that we stop sitting around and stop back chatting and stop, you know, sitting around in the offices and sitting at home and, and driving in our cars and, and talking amongst each other. It's time that we stand up and speak out. And I can assure you that had I been here this weekend, mm -hmm. you would have heard my voice. Well, you heard my voice in 2021 because mm -hmm. I wasn't afraid to go out there and pull a bullhorn out and stand up in the middle of the streets and say, I voted for independence mm -hmm. and I want an independence independent government. Mm -hmm. And had I been here this weekend, you would have heard my voice somewhere because I'm not afraid to stand up and speak out. And that is what we need now. We need Caymanians with backbone. We're a minority, so we need to come together now. If not, we're then now completely broken. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's yes, it's maybe yes. You know, maybe it's too late now for us to do it. Absolutely. But guess what? Do we sit here for the next how many months? 18 months? Mm -hmm. And wait until 2025? Mm -hmm. Why don't we stand up now and say 
We want our elections day to be brought back in line of what it used to be and what it was. Let's pull it back in line for November 2024. Is there anything in the, I don't think there's anything out there constitutional that says we have to make run for the extra six months that we gave the PPM government, I think it was back then, when Ivan hit or whichever government it was, we gave them those extra six months to rebuild our country and bring it back because Ivan hit in September, elections were due in November and they came to the people and say, hey, listen, give us these extra six months and we have given them those extra six months. Mm -hmm. But are we going to give that to them now? No. Let's put our foot down and say we want it back now in November 2024 Mm -hmm. when it should be because there's nothing in law that says it should go on again until May or whenever they decide they want to hold an election. We saw that play, those cards played on us in 2021 where they played those cards, shuffling up the dates just again for their own benefit and purpose. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm thinking it was going to work on they, uh, for them. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just sick and tired of it. And we Caymanians now need to stand firm. We're a minority, but I can tell you what, mm-hmm. when we come together and stand firm and we speak and do what we need to do and let them understand it's us that holds the power, not mm-hmm. you. We put you there, but we put you there to work on our behalf in the best interest of us, my children, my grandchildren, and great-grand to come. Mm-hmm. And for this Cayman Islands, that's all I have to say right now. And as you well, can tell, I'm really so. upset and yes. I'm, very pas- I'm very passionate. So, mm-hmm. hey, listen, we need to do what we need to do. Thank yeah. you and have a great day. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Wow. Mm. Mm-mm. Well, what a thing. Lot, lot was said there, folks. Thank you um, so much to Marva for that phone call. Boom. Kaboom! Without a doubt. Um, yeah, they, I mean, you know, like I said earlier, it is obvious that they aren't listening to us and they, uh, this group, um, you know, don't care what we, the people are having to say. What are we going to do about it? We can get in the streets. We can protest. We can march. Is that going to influence the governor's powers and how she can call um, a, a, an election? No. Now, it's a very good question that Marva does ask. What is stopping us from bringing the election back in line to where it was previously? And I don't know that there is anything that is. That would be up for the government. The sitting government has the ability, we can certainly put pressure on them to do so. They should all feel confident that they've done all the right things and that they can get back in. Call the election in November 2024. Y'all think you're doing such a bang up job. Let's do it. The people are ready to rock and roll. I saw Kathy um, Wilkes put up a, a video about, oh, we can't do it now because we don't have the budget. And six weeks is too short of a time. You know, I heard nothing but excuses. Okay, Kathy, let's accept all of your excuses. Um, what's the problem with having it in November 2024? Good morning, caller. Good morning. Good morning. I know that you're not, I'm not your favorite caller, but anyway, um, <laughs> just <laughs> You can, smi- you, you can smile. I can see you, you know. So, oh, God. I'm, I'm doing more than smiling. I'm actually laughing. Asking- I'm laughing with you. <laughs> yeah, you were asking for 
good morning. And yes. I brought some cricket to give you a good oh. morning. Smile, oh, that's what you, when you said WC23, well, I wasn't sure yeah, what you're watching. Hey, listen, listen, listen. Cricket, okay. I love my sport. So when they lose me, they can look in one of them. I'll be there. All right. <laughs> anyway, Thank you, my um, dear. I didn't, I, I so, saw the thing and I was like, what is WC23? Okay, oh, now well, now I know. Yeah, actually, it's actually ICWC. I yeah, see. Oh, okay. Yeah, International Cricket World Cup. Yeah. Oh, you wow. know they can have football World Cup. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So cricket mm -hmm. has their World Cup too, and theirs falls in an odd year. So mm -hmm. not the leap year, but the year after. Anyway. Okay. Um, Sandra, I just want to say mm -hmm. that. <clears throat> sorry. Um, I when that um constitution mm -hmm. was proposed um unfortunately at the time i had just had a bad accident mm -hmm. i was laid up and i was not able to get involved in it as i would normally have done with these sorts of things mm -hmm. and when it was put there for um to vote on i didn't vote for it and I didn't vote for it, not because I didn't think that it wasn't necessary mm -hmm. for the present one to be updated, revised, and so on. Mm -hmm. I didn't vote for it because it was a rush job. And I think that too many important things got left out. And there is one particular thing in the Constitution that still bugs me until today. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, there are many things, but one in particular. And I don't think... Or maybe it was deliberate. I don't know. The, the drafters of that constitution, um, I don't know if they, you know, had any idea the problem that it would pose to our Caymanian children. But it's, it is happening. And so I have always been asking for this to be revisited. I say that now to say this. Mm -hmm. I know that you have a lawyer on here following you. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I know that there's someone, I'm not going to be called the people's names, but mm -hmm. there's also someone else on here following you that I know is very versed with the Constitution. So maybe you could ask the question and, um, you know, get a serious response. Mm -hmm. how, how could you go about, um, according to the Constitution, I believe, bringing the election back in line with November. Maybe a people's referendum? I don't know. No sitting government elected under these terms is going to bring that motion. Just like no sitting, sorry, I meant government member, sitting um, that has been elected on the one man, one vote is going to bring that motion. That I know would have to be done by referendum. So. Maybe you could ask the question if, you know, the, the revision of the Constitution, mm. how do you pressure any government, this one, the future one, um, to, to, to start working on that? Because that's long overdue. Mm -hmm. And as long as it's in the present state, things just get much more serious for us. I speak for Caymanians. And even for those who don't like me and attack me on your show, 
and on comments and stuff. I speak for Caymanians. I'm a Caymanian. I pledge my allegiance to Cayman. Nobody owns me except God. So please know that. And you know who I'm speaking to. And while I'm saying this, I would appreciate if you don't make personal attacks on me. We're all free to speak. We don't have to agree with each other, but we should respect each other. So mm -hmm. I, I don't attack anyone for whatever they have said. And I don't care if I'm in the majority, in an opinion, that's fine. Sometimes the lone wolf can be right. So anyway, could you ask that question, please, Sandra? And okay. see if one of the persons listening could answer it. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Um, I was actually thinking as the caller was speaking that um, I could call. Let me see if I can get him on the line. Mr. Um, Steve McField. We do know that he's um, well versed with the Constitution. The problem, though, um, she was saying that we didn't have enough time. And I find that, you know, as someone who was sort of um, a little bit not really involved in the constitutional reform process, but I voted. And I remember all of the meetings and the public discourse and whatever. I find that for a lot of things in this country, Caymanians will forever say we don't have enough time. You could give them 10 years and it's not enough time. The people didn't participate at the level of showing the interest that they should have. And then when it was all said and done, remember the, the majority of people, Denny, I know you're listening, refresh my memory about how many people actually showed up to even vote in the constitution. The truth is the average person doesn't understand these things. They don't care to understand these things. They're not participating even when government has public consultation. Because if my memory serves me correctly, the public consultation on this and the, the revisions and the recommendations were at least 18 months to two years. How much time do y'all need to understand constitutional reform and the provisions? And I remember it because at the time I was actually a member of the progressives and they were part of the process and submitting document, um, you know, their viewpoints and who should be even eligible to run for public office. Well, you know, we don't want any, we don't want any expats or somebody who just got status to be able to run in there. So let's put a clause in there. They need to have one Caymanian parent. Let's go back a second generation. There was all kind of discussions around it. And I remember the discussions. And I remember when the voting was coming. I remember the one man, one vote in the whole nine yards. And I never felt like we didn't have enough time. I felt that people just were not all that invested in it for whatever reason. And then when it's done, people jump out. Well, I didn't vote for it. I don't like it. I want to change it. But where were you? Like Miss Brenda said, she was she was not well. She had a specific situation. She was in an accident. But 18 months, two years, how much time do the people actually need? Someone's asked me to please get back to the situation um, with Kathy. Um, and, you know, her comment about she did make a, a subsequent comment um, about how, you know, she can't. Um, she can't support a early election because where on earth would we get the money from? I mean, listen to me. It is uh, a valid point. I think there, there is a question of funding. What is this going to cost the people of this country? She says that not only the cost of the election, but we don't even have a budget. So, you know, we'd be going into a new year at people not getting paid them not having, you know, civil servants couldn't get paid. They don't have any funding for NAU and all this other sort of stuff. Okay. Um, 
let's let's accept that as a valid point and a valid argument. My question is, even those of you who, you know, she made comments like she 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 doesn't like what she's seeing. You know, she's been sitting there trying to remain neutral. Blah blah blah. What have you been doing in terms of talking to your constituents? When was the last time you guys had a public meeting? Right. I'm I'm just asking the questions. I I can try to go back. I'm trying to go back and look at some of their social media pages, and I don't even see when they have been engaging or where they have been engaging with the people of this country. So I'm at a little bit of a loss to understand um, how most of them seem to think that they have been doing such a stellar job actually communicating and talking with the people. I don't, I don't, I think that they have really, um, quite frankly, lost touch. I tell you what, I, I don't know who Kathy mentions that people have been threatening her. I don't know who she's referring to. She talks about the media, and of course, the only media that gets involved in the world of politics really and breaks it down for you guys is CMR. So it, it, we don't need to ask what media she was talking about. I think we pretty much know. And I have no qualms at that because um, CMR is a community-based media house, if you want to call us that. We are all about what is happening in this country, and a large part of our lives are going to be dictated by decisions that are being made in the House of Parliament and outside of Parliament by the actions of our MPs. So let me address, since she has indirectly, they wouldn't call her name, and I, I wish you'd just call her name, honey child, because then we can get straight to the point. But we're going to get straight to the point anyway. You guys have heard my comments about Kathy. And I liked Kathy. I saw a lot of potential in Kathy, right? I sat down before the last election. Kathy came on the program all the time. I sat down with her. I did one of her um, special features on her where we tried to get to know her as a candidate, know a little bit about you know her work experience, where she was coming from, all this kind of stuff. And this has nothing to do with me not liking Kathy or anything of the sort. This comes down to one fundamental thing. It's called your ability or your inability to simply be honest. In case y'all haven't gotten the memo by now, probably if I had to pick all the traits in the world that I value the most, it would have to be honesty is either number one or number two. I don't know if there's anything, I guess integrity and honesty for me kind of go hand in hand. So it's almost like the same thing, right? You've got to be honest. I tell my seven-year-old, right? If you do something, you know, kids are going to fib. I said, do not. Sometimes before she even answers me, I said, hold on. Before you answer me, think carefully about how you're going to answer. Because you're going to get in more trouble if you lie to me. Just tell the truth. Did you steal that chocolate? And then she's going to look at me and say, yes. Just tell me the truth. I can deal with the truth. I cannot. And I refuse to deal with people who are dishonest. So it strikes me as peculiar that Kathy knows that I know the truth of all people about how she got that position. And one of the things she decides to do just now when she got up, or two days ago when she got up and spoke about her position, oh, you know how people are saying that she really won this position? 
why are you maintaining this lie? You didn't have to, you didn't have to dress it, you know. And sometimes the best thing for you to do is to not say anything. I keep telling you all that. For me, keep your mouth shut. If you can't speak the truth, this is what my aunt told me. If you cannot speak the truth, don't say nothing. Somebody asks you a question and for whatever reason you cannot tell them the truth, just shut your mouth. Don't say nothing. Because shutting your mouth, you're not lying. You just don't say nothing. Why bring it up again? And why talk about, oh, you know, they had a difficulty finding somebody from the outside that they would have found somebody. They had lots of options being put forward. They would have come to a consensus. So, Kathy, I'm going to ask you a, a really straightforward question here today. Are you telling the people of this country that we in Panton, who was in the UK at the time, didn't have to rush back from his UK trip. I believe this is when he would have been away. This was the other coup that the PPM was trying, right? He had to run back from the official funeral. I believe this is the timing. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he was in the UK. And I believe it was for the official funeral. He had to run back to Cayman because you were going to jump over the fence, do a big somersault over the fence with the, P the um, PPM government in order to join them in a vote of no confidence against this government. And you were willing to do so unless you got Speaker of the House. Just answer the question. Tell me that that didn't happen because then I'm gonna call your female mentor who's an attorney at law on the phone and put her on the stand and say, tell me that you were not encouraging Kathy to run for this position. Oh, you're a woman, you can do this. In your ear. Tell me the business people who are y'all backers that I can have to get on the phone and say, people lying on Kathy? This isn't actually what happened? Don't make me call Wayne Panton and ask him in front of the entire country what actually happened because I know he not going to lie. Stop lying and stop, you know, holding your position when you know your position is not true. You didn't have to say anything about this the other day because now you're done gone and get me all right up, riled up again about you and your lies. That's why you and I are where we are today because you couldn't be honest about this, right? Whatever you wanted it for, whether it was the money, the prestige of being you know, the youngest speaker, whatever, I don't care. What I know is that you wanted it, you made it a condition of you staying with the PAC government. Why can't you just tell the people that and be honest? Because here's the problem. If you cannot be honest about that, my question is, what else can you not be honest about? Because to me, that is not something that is worth lying about even. Why, why lie about it? Oh, because it makes you look bad with your constituents? Because now they, they're going to think you're all about position and all about self and all about money? Well, that's on them to think so or not. They might have appreciated some refreshing honesty for a change. But don't call me a liar. Don't say that I don't know what I'm talking about and I don't know what was happening at the time politically in this country and don't know what you were doing and what your position was. And this is not a situation of hearsay. 
Miss Brenda, she doesn't want to listen to this. She said, oh, let's talk about the constitutional revisions. We will get there, Miss Brenda, but this is the exact problem now. We refuse in this country to call a spade a spade and to understand the people that we have elected. All the constitutional revisions in the world will not help us if we continue to elect deceptive and dishonest, money-hungry, greedy-for-power people. You can revise the constitution at your wazoo. It's not going to help if you're putting the wrong people in there. They're always going to find a way to hoodwink and to get what they want. No constitutional revision in the world is going to safeguard the people against no good politicians. Hmm? No voting system, Denver. He says adopt an alternative voting system. What voting system? No voting. Show me one ideal voting system in the world that will protect you from unscrupulous politicians. We have to attack this at the source. That is the problem. We keep putting the wrong people in political office. We keep having high hopes for them. And I saw a few of your comments saying, well, this proves that we can't elect um, independents. No, it doesn't. All it proved is that unfortunately, we elected some independents that we should not have. Oh, somebody, I'll just throw up a party so we can have two, a two-party system. The people made it very clear that they do not want the progressives back after 12 years. The progressives refuse and they continue to refuse to listen to the will of the people. Hmm? How is throwing up another party system the solution? I've explained to you guys yesterday in case you missed it, all of the inward fighting and issues that happen even within the progressives. Arden had to leave because of Alden and his misbehavior. Alden went against the own con- his own constitution of the party because he don't care about the rules of the party when he wants what he wants. Hmm? How does that change anything? What, what are you getting when you vote for a party? You're getting all yes men and women, right, who are towing the party line whether they want to tow the party line or not. You're getting people who are getting paid $9,000 a month and sit there and do nothing. When was the last time you heard from Barbara? When did she ever make a contribution last in the Legislative Assembly? David White, right? They just fall in line. They do whatever Alden tells them to do. And he does whatever Kurt Tibbetts tells him to do. And Kurt Tibbetts not even an MP anymore. Y'all remember that fiasco down by um, Smith Marketeer? more commonly known as Smith Cove, where they were going to change and put in big park and lot and do this and do that, change up the entire landscape. The people in the community held the public meeting, said, we don't want this. We don't want you changing this. We like it just how it is. There's parking across the street. Make people go over there and park. We don't need this big restructuring and all kind of foolishness. For those of you who cared to know what was really going on and who was there, because I was there at the meeting, right there at Smith Cove, Smith Parkadier, you got a glimpse at how the party system does not serve us either. Poor Barbara was taking the fall for something that she was just a mouthpiece for. And when she started crying, literally, and couldn't handle the stress anymore, who came in? on the white horse to rescue the situation, 
Kurt Tibbetts, who was not even an MP at the time. Y'all have to understand how parties work in this country. I was inside of a party. I am telling you, you don't get better representation just because you have a group of people who claim that they're like-minded and will not dissent. In fact, a really good argument could be made that you get worse representation because those people say nothing when they know shenanigans are going on. Hmm? Do you really know GoPro K-Man, what you're voting for when you vote for the party? Right now you have a leader who's leader of the progressives, Mr. Roy McTaggart. You think he's the one running the show just because you're voting for the party? And they say, oh, he's the party leader? Honey child, please. He does what Alden tells him to do. Alden is still the real leader of that party. And Alden does what developers tell him to do. When they're fighting for who was going to be the next leader of the progressives, Roy McTaggart, Joey Hugh, and Tara Rivers. You know how they resolve that? The seam in fighting and back whatever. Tara, we're going to get you a nice cushy job over at Walker's. Y'all remember that? We broke the story and she claimed that we didn't know what we were talking about. It's so funny because that's exactly where she went. She did this whole video about how she, oh, I've got, I've got many options. No, you didn't. You had one option. They instructed Tara, do not run again. The polls show that you're going to lose anyway. So do not run again. And what we will do is we will broker a deal for you where you get a job and you can ride off into the sunshine with your financial security and you'll be happy. Mm -hmm. Joey, you fall back, right? Roy McTaggart is senior. He's getting up in age. He'll only be premier one time. Let him have it. He'll only be party leader this time. And then he's going to step down and you're next in line. Let me tell y'all something. That is not how the constitution of that party works. It's supposed to be that anybody can run for party leader and be nominated and have a fair chance. But they've already got the hierarchy figured out. All the horse trading within the party has already been done and dusted. The party system is no better for this country than the non-party system. And what we have happening here, folks, is a lot of people simply doing as they are told within the party structure. You think that's any better representation? Hmm? Need I remind you that when the women who are part of that party, including Juliana O'Connor, Conley, Barbara Conley, who else was a woman at the time? I don't remember who else was in there. Should have been speaking out about a woman being publicly beaten at work and dragged around in the kitchen. Not a single one of them opened their mouths to support women in this community. There's a lot of women in this community who are victims of violence, of, of um of domestic violence and who are victims of gender-based violence and who are victims in their own workplaces who would have loved to seen the representatives of this country speak out on their behalf. And in particular, the female representatives that did not happen because they were not instructed to open their mouths 
and they do as they're told and they do as they are instructed. So have no misgivings about the party system being what is right for Cayman and being the Holy Grail. We have had these formations of parties and loose groups and all kind of foolishness throughout Cayman's entire political history. I can't even remember in the short time, 20 something years now that I've been back, what all the names are because I get them all confused. UDP, UPM, PPP, P up yourself, all kind of foolishness. None of them have had any longevity. In fact, I read with interest, I think it was Philip says, remember that PPM was a movement too, and they morphed into the progressives. Maybe they'll become known as the regressives. They themselves have had rebranding exercises. There was a youth arm, then that never worked out. You never hear nothing about that. Listen, they're all over the place. They're no more stable than anybody else. The difference is they have a lot of followers who simply toe the line, including Mr. Roy. I like Mr. Roy McTiger, but let me be very honest with you. He not going to stand up and question somebody like Alden. Hold on now. Let me go back to my Dropbox for one minute here and see if I can't find this video. Reminding you guys of Mr. McTaggart's position on, well, I found the one about cost of living where he said he couldn't do nothing about that when he was in office. But now, now he wants you to believe that the government could have done something. Where is this one now? where he actually talked about the party system not being something that was right for Cayman. Where is that video? Let me see if I can find it. Because it's so interesting how his position when he became a party member changed. Your position, your fundamental belief should not change just because you're part of a party system, okay? I'm trying to see now. Where is it? Child, I need to organize my little videos better because half the time I can't even find them. But yes, he was on record giving an interview back in the day with Cayman 27. And in his interview, Mr. McTaggart said, where is this? Where is this video? He said that he cannot support the party system fundamentally. It is not for Cayman. He's never explained to us why his position has changed. The only argument they have in favor of the party system is, oh, you know what you're getting. Do you really know what you're getting? Hmm? You know what their collective marketing message is. You know what they're telling you. Now, is that better for the country to have everybody just follow and toe the line and no one has a dissenting voice? Well, you tell me, is that what you want? The vast majority of people are not on board with that, none at all. For those of you who say that you don't want, and I had to ask the question, that we didn't have enough time, enough consultative time Let's look at what happened with the Constitution. And this is where I'm telling you, you, the people, need to be more responsible in this country. 
I get sick and tired of Caymanians with excuses because listen, the recent amendments made to the 2009 constitution made by the previous administration, that was your same PPM people, did not involve any public consultation. Opposition members were, co were consulted. They made changes back in 2020. Y'all missed that because the same party that you're all, oh, you know, let's go with the party system. They don't even consult people when it comes to amending the constitution. They made some constitutional changes. I remember when Alden and others went to the UK back in 2020, made the changes, signed off on it. I think, um, was it Mr. Ezard that went with them as, as representative from the opposition? Somebody went and that was it. The first constitution, 1972, born the year, born the year, um, was enforced the year before I was born. So 51 years. In 2009, we got an entirely new constitution. But listen to this. The public consultation for that constitution, which is what y'all are complaining about now, was nearly 10 years. How long do you need for public consultation? Y'all are simply not paying attention is the problem. And this is one of the reasons why I sit here and I sometimes get a little bit repetitive and I preach and I say the same things over and over again. Because I know y'all not paying attention. And if I don't say it 50 times, you're going to claim it was never said. So if you hear me repeating a story, it's because half of you never heard it the first time. We have, I mean, sometimes it's shocking, you know. I have sat on this program. For example, just the other day, there was um, two people who got, um, who were, one person was given the right to work, non-Caymanian, and the other person articles, right? And we talked about that on the show. Went into great detail. The very next day, Kevin, by the way, did we ever reshare that? Because this is, this is part of my responsibilities. We need to clip out these smaller segments and keep sharing it. Right? People messaging me two days later. Can you talk about this? And I said, uh, I did that two days ago. Now I get it. You can't listen every morning. Sometimes you miss something. So, you know, I understand that. But the point is, a lot of people are simply just not paying attention. And that is your obligation, if you really care about what's happening in your country, to pay attention. Miss Sonia says, yes, Sandra, talk the things them. Miss Izzy says, talk the truth, tell the truth. Marshall says the political party system doesn't work anywhere in the world. Show me one success story. America, the UK, they're in the same hot mess that we are. And not working for them either. I mean, look, look at the flipping and the flopping in the UK. Are they about to get rid of Mr. Um, what's his name? Their, their latest prime minister again? I haven't been keeping up with them, child, because K-Man politics been keeping me busy. But I mean, like, really? Huh? See ya? They already having some Jess Phillips resigns. Next one hit by rebellion. This is what happened in the UK. Labor rebellion over Gaza ceasefire vote. They're all over the place too. Unhappy. Here in the Guardian headline a day ago. He's not an MP, so how can he return to the cabinet? I don't even know if I can read that because I'm already confused. Former um, MP retired 
from the Commons years ago, but has still been appointed to one of the top ministerial jobs. I'm not going to pretend to be able to figure out UK politics. The US is in no better of a situation. The Democrats, the Republicans, the independent they're all over the place. Being part of a party does not mean that everything is going to be hunkadory. Normally what it means is people will have their voices silenced in the name of being cohesive with the party. Leroy says promises are a comfort to fool. Marshall says laughing out loud, pee up yourself. That was funny. But they didn't call the parties anything they want as far as I'm concerned. It hardly matters. Uh, Strong Wilt says Sandy, Alden is just for the rich people. Red Bay needs some dream and speed bumps. Where's Alden? The people from Red Bay haven't seen Alden or heard from him. Well, he hasn't had a public meeting, that's for sure. I don't even think he's gone and even radio came out to say hello to y'all. I'm here. Let's talk to my constituency. The man don't care because y'all keep electing him. And he's pretty confident in his seat that he'll continue to get elected, regardless of what he does or what he doesn't do. People's regressive movement sounds a lot more reliable, says Gareth. Izzy says, yes, Roy is a yes man for Alden. Miss Charlene says, and yes, think hard and long before Anna come for me this morning because I'm ready. What on earth are you talking about? I don't know. Uh, I have no, no clue what you're talking about there, Charlene. Miss Soka. Um, says Jim Biden, Berkeley Bush, Alden Nicker Colonel, Annie Holda Biden, Truman Biden, Benson Ebanks, Roy Biden, all from that era weren't part of any party system. Party system, party colors have only divided people, causing strife. God bless Cayman. Yes, because then we get into this really low-minded, oh, you have to wear a color. You know, when I go to Jamaica, um, I ask a lot of questions because, you know, there's a lot there that I see that I don't understand. So I ask questions. So I can try to educate myself. And so the last time I was there, I was seeing like these pieces of cloth, like on poles and stuff, different colors. And I'm like, what is that for? Oh, that's that means that this area is a green, which is, I don't even know their parties, whatever party. Red is this party. And I'm like, what? You're sticking cloths on your electricity poles, because this is a red area. This is a, what are their parties called again? I don't know, whoever they are. This is a so-and-so's area. I'm like, that's so, they, they dumb you down as a photo when you have to get into that, right? Oh, you can't be in this area and wear green because it's a red community. And during election time, you might actually lose your life. I was like, huh? Is that a joke? So when we when we when we talk about garrison style politics, that's what we're talking about. The stupidity of it all. And we see people in this country buying into that nonsense. Oh, we must all wear a red tie. This group think is what it is. You lose your individuality when you are part of a party, is the God's truth. We even have to dress alike. I don't even think that they do that in the U.S. Like, I've never heard of any of the parties being like, oh, you have to wear color. That's like a Caribbean mentality. To me, that's stupidity. I have to dress like you to show unity. Why? I can't have my individuality in terms of how I look. 
I must wear a red tie? Why? You see? It's stupid. Let me be quite frank and honest with you. But that's what they want. They want the sheeple. Everybody to be thinking how they want you to think and just push you in this direction. They don't want any dissenters. They don't want people asking any questions. Hmm? That makes them happy. Um, Eddie says Republicans are red and Democrats are blue, but they don't go around wearing those colors. I mean, I've never seen, I lived in the States for years and I've, I've never seen a Republican go around talking about, oh yeah, they can only wear a red tie or whatever the colors are. They do? I've never even seen it. I've never, I've never seen it. But again, even if it happens with those parties in America, it's stupid. It makes no sense. Why can't you be part of a party that allows a dissenting voice where people can be part of a party, you stand for the basic ideologies of that party. Uh, answer me this, every one of you who have said, oh, we need the party system. What ideology does the progressive stand for? What separates them from any other party that might be out there? I'll wait for the answer. There are none. The party system, particularly in Cayman, has been about personalities. It's not about conservative versus progressive versus, you know, labor, none, none of that. We've not even gone that deep to come together and formulate what our positions are by party. It's all about when, when the progressives got started, we were reactionary in getting started simply because the UDP was there. And he gave me all those status grants and we're like, we need something to oppose the UDP. Something to oppose Makiva. That's what it was all about. And since then, clearly that, not even that ideology has been able to maintain itself. Because look at how quickly they took Makiva into the PPM fold when it was beneficial for them to do so. When that was the very reason that they started to begin with. An anti-UDP, an anti-Makiva, um, you know, movement. And Makiva, you know, he's... <laughs> he's managed to move in to every single party and organization since he's been in office. This person says, the irony of things in politics, you always need a group of individuals slash party, this is Al, coming together to form a government. The puppet master is always an individual pulling the strings. It's by design. Um, specifically directed any of those who want to be and who's pushing so hard to gain choice from back when. Okay. I'm still not sure what you're talking about, Charlene, but I just know you're not talking to me. <laughs> so we'll keep it moving. Um, I hate the new way to vote from the get-go. I voted no to it. Um, Ms. Brenda says it wasn't tabled for 10 years worked on and discussed privately, made public for a short time, and then rushed to vote on. I mean, again, as someone who was part of groups, of a group, uh, namely the progressives, who were given an opportunity to put forward their viewpoint, whatever, I did not feel that the process was rushed. 
I mean, I don't, I don't know how much time y'all need, but, um, you know, even if something is being, uh, discussed for 10 years and you know that it's coming, it is your obligation to make your position known. Leroy says a party is just like a gang. Uh, Ms. Brenda says the UK doesn't have a constitution. They can and do bring in non-elected people to senior positions. Well, they might not have a codified or written constitution, but they most certainly do have a constitution. And that's why judges can find things to be unconstitutional even in the UK. Um, in fact... The UK doesn't have a constitution. Let me let me have a look at something here. Um, I did constitutional law, but I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you the truth now. Um, it's been a while. So yeah, I mean they don't have. I mean this hasn't changed yet. So they don't have a single written document, but they certainly have what is considered an unwritten constitution. And in fact, what their position is, it's written in different documents all over the place. It's not in a single document. So they refer to statutes, conventional judicial uh, decisions and treaties. So um, examples of constitutional statutes include their Bill of Rights. So they have a Bill of Rights. They have an Acts of Union, Act of Settlement, Parliament Acts. Human Rights Act, Scotland Act, Northern Ireland Act, Government of Wales Act. Right? They have documents and conventions that include um, giving the monarch um, acts as ministerial advice. So, I mean, they have documents that codify all of these things. Cabinet manual and so on. Yeah, they don't have a single document that they say, okay, this is our constitution and that's it. But by any, you know, understanding, um, they do still have a constitution. All right, let me see if um, we can give Mr. Um, Steve a call here, if you'll entertain us this morning with the constitutional question. Let me see. Um, his number, give me one second. Mm-hmm. Remember the name of the guy. He was a, a date. Hello. Hello, um, Mr. McPhail. Yeah. Yeah, Sandra here. Do you have just a couple minutes that you could answer a constitutional question for us? Yes. Okay. So you're live on radio, and this question came up this morning. I thought you were probably one of the best people to answer it. How? What are the constitutional provisions for bringing back our election date? back to November of 2024. If that's what the people wanted, how can that be done pursuant to the well, constitution? That's a, that's a, that's, that would be a cabinet decision. There's an, an there's a constitutional obligation to have a, an election every four years. Mm -hmm. um, 
the constitution doesn't say when you have to have it. It does it, it's silent on the date and the date and the month. So it would be a cabinet decision mm-hmm. to say, well, we are going to change uh the date for election from May to, to June or September or October. Mm-hmm. Uh traditionally, traditionally, um the um elections used to be every November and because of the of the the hurricane in two thousand four when it was it, it it was not um conducive to have an election that year because of the destruction, the cabinet then set the election for the next year May mm-hmm. because they had to have an election within the within within the um with air so, or soon thereafter. Uh, and because of because of the um, unforeseen circumstances it couldn't be held within that year. Mm-hmm. So that's why it was it was um it's not, but mm-hmm. I think that if they if they if they would bring it back, for instance, this year, mm-hmm. uh, this this term, um, um, in September, it would it would mean that this this executive would have mm-hmm. another six months, you know, uh, from from May to so to November, mm-hmm. and I don't think that would be good. That that would that would go down well with the other people on the other side of the house. And if they didn't, then they would probably lose lose some time. But it's up to the cabinet. Of course, the cabinet then sets the date. And then they go to the governor, and then the governor makes the proclamation and says that you know this is this is when the election is going to be held, mm-hmm. and it's all all the government does all the formalities. But though this, that decision is a cabinet decision, mm-hmm. so if if this if this administration wants to to revert and um, and to hold the elections in November 2025, mm-hmm. that would be their decision to do so. But it's up to them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's it, it's up to them. Right. Um, um, so we couldn't call it in November of 2024 because that wouldn't be every no, two years, no, every four that, years. That wouldn't be unless unless there's a constitutional crisis. Right. Like what we had, and then there's a hung parliament, and nobody walks over on the other side, and the business can't be done, and so forth, and, and and nobody has a majority, and nobody wants to say who who what group has the majority, the confidence of the majority in the in the in, in the in the legislature or parliament. And then the governor would have to call an election mm-hmm. to sort that out. Mm-hmm. That's that would be the only way. Um, mm-hmm. That would be the only way. Yeah. Uh, it says there are four years, and some countries like I think the UK and and uh, some other countries have fixed term elections. You know, they have to have them. You have to have them. Um, you know, you just can't go. Um, and s- some people, some countries can call an election before the, the time in order to. Um, in order to to get more time, you know, mm-hmm. to to get more time, uh, say say that they 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 are in power for five years, but they call election in the third year, and then they have all that time mm-hmm. left. They have this stuff. So so, but we 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 have to have an election every four years. That that right. that is what our constitutional mandate says, and mm-hmm. but doesn't say what month or what date it has to happen. But it's that that's that's a cabinet decision. Mm-hmm. Okay. One other question. Um, you know, a lot of people are not happy with the recent changes. What would have triggered an early um, election at this stage? What does the constitution well, say about that? What would have triggered an early election if, if, if the, if the, if the government could not, if the government could not get a majority, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the, the motion failed because the government, because the, the government, the motion failed because there was not a two-third majority in, in the legislature to be to carry the motion. Mm-hmm. So the motion failed. Then the government had to look, usually, what happens in, 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 in the, in the, under the British, under the 
Westminster system of government. Mm-hmm. Um, the government then would look um, look out to minority parties or on the other side to see if they can have, make up the numbers of the people who are in the legislature. That is exactly what happened. Then the government looked, looked um, reached out for the, to the other side and brought some people in from the other side and um, and, and made the numbers. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then, um, of course, um, the the person who who enjoyed the confidence of those numbers. Um, went to the governor and says, um, "Governor, we um, have the, the the majority in the legislature. We, we we my group has the confidence of the majority in the legislature, and therefore um, the governor has to appoint them as as the executive to lead the lead the country. Mm-hmm. If that did not happen, mm-hmm. and everybody had stayed <clears throat> on on the side that they're on nine nine for any length of time, and and they could not break that." That deadlock, mm-hmm. that hung parliament deadlock, if they could not break that dead, that hung parliament deadlock, because as it was, neither party had the, the right to, 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 to call parliament together to, to do any work. Mm-hmm. Remember now, when you have a deadlock like that, all contracts, all appointments, everything mm-hmm. stops. Mm-hmm. You cannot do any business. People cannot get paid and so forth. And that cripples the government. Mm-hmm. And that would trigger that would trigger a governor to call a new election. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. that's the governor has that priority in the constitution, constitution to call a new election. Right. And now, as I was saying, when I left that evening, mm-hmm. uh, when I left on, on Tuesday evening, I don't know how long that would happen before the governor would have to call an election. Some mm-hmm. governors would, uh, uh, would act precipitously. Mm-hmm. And say, um, um, I, I, it, uh, to me, it looked like they don't have any mandate, so I'm going to call an election. Mm-hmm. But I know that when Theresa, Theresa May, it was like four days, I think, and the one other prime minister, it was like seven days or four. Seven, it took them seven days before they could break the deadlock. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, mm-hmm. they would have to have called an election. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was really happy to see that they, were, they could get together before the, the end of that night. And they they got the numbers, and then they went to the governor the next day, and they say, "Here we are. Our group has the um, has the confidence of the majority of the of the members in parliament, and mm-hmm. they were able to form the government." Um, that is, however, that is, however, constitutional um, system works. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the system works. They, 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 there is a, they, 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 the government is given a chance always. Mm-hmm. To try to fix the status quo. Now, the problem that that they had, um, if you you were there. I saw you. Mm-hmm. you if, what what was unfolding? Unfolding is that in a confidence vote like that, where the government did not have a majority, mm-hmm. um, the status quo was there was no majority. They got they 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 um they. The chair, the, the 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 presiding officer, did not have a casting vote. Mm-hmm. She could not change. She could not use her vote to change that different. Change that. Mm-hmm. Now, if the government had had a majority, and then a vote had come, and then some people had um had gone on the other side and tried to vote the government down, maybe she could have cast cast a vote to keep the status quo, mm-hmm. to keep mm-hmm. the government majority. But the government had no majority when the when 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 Parliament began. So mm-hmm. so 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 the so the um. The, the the status quo was there was no majority was a hung parliament, mm-hmm. and so she could not change that unless she had come out of the chair right. and 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 give up her seat and join back the government. But you know, um, 
that that would have been untenable because she is a very astute um, um, MP, very very bright, understands the system. Um, although didn't have a lot of experience when she took it over, she tried to modernize the parliament. Mm-hmm. Um, she tried to modernize the whole this parliament, which I which which I hail her and I salute her for doing that. Mm-hmm. But when you become when you become, they could not have hoped that would mm-hmm. happen with her. Because mm-hmm. when you become a when you become a presiding officer, mm-hmm. when you become when you become a, a chair, uh, the, the, uh, presiding over the legislature, and you belong to a group or party, you have mm-hmm. to cut ties with that group or party mm-hmm. to show your impartiality. Mm-hmm. You have to sever all. You have to resign from a party. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you become once she become when she becomes speaker, mm-hmm. and then the speaker, the speaker then um, the speakers, f- and for that. For that, the speaker's seat is what we they call, and under the UK, under the Westminster system of, of parliamentary government, a safe seat. Mm-hmm. Parliament agrees that no one should run against her in that seat. For that seat, as long mm-hmm. as she has the confidence of the of the common House of Commons, or in our country, in our, in, if you transfer that here, and we adopted the whole system here. At, we, we adopted part of the system here, I would say. We didn't adopt it all because it's like a half-pregnant woman. Um, our system, mm-hmm. we adopted some pieces and we, and, we, and we don't adopt the other pieces. But she, her, her seat is safe. No one could be able to run to upset her in her seat. Mm-hmm. And for that, she would give the prime minister or here the premier the, 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 a, a package of what she needs for her constituency. Of course, she's still an MP. Or he would still an MP would have a constituent office, and then they would fulfill that so that she would not have to get into confrontational politics to be able to retain her seat, or when election come, get on platform to retain her seat. Mm-hmm. As long and I said that would continue as long as she has the confidence of the house and want to remain speaker. Mm. Hmm. You see? Yes. But of course, um, you know, I don't know if we understood. Mm-hmm. If we under- she understands that, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, she understands. She, she and and and, and if you heard what she said at the end. I don't know mm-hmm. if you 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 heard what she said at the, at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end. But it was great. Um, mm-hmm. um, what she did to give the country stability, mm-hmm. because I think I think that I think that um, she understands the Westminster um, political system and how it works. But the one thing I want to leave you with, mm-hmm. and this is what I said. Long time ago, when Dr. Steve Thompson was trying to put all these independents together, mm-hmm. I said this long time ago, and I'll say it again. The British parliamentary system of government is a part of the system. That is how it begins. That's how it begun hundreds of years ago. That is how it's developed. That is how it is in most countries that have adopted the and uh, 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 the British parliamentary system of democracy mm-hmm. is a party system, whether it's a two-party or three-party system, it's a party system. And it is hard for independents with independent minds to go into cabinet collectively or in a legislature collective when they all have a different mind mindset. Well, we were just, let, let me ask you that, because we were just talking about the pros and cons of, um, you know, the party system and whether or not K-Man has truly ever adopted a party system. As you remember back in 2020, Ezra Miller tried to bring forward this new, um, I forgot what that one was called, the People's Movement or People's Party or something like that. 
we've never even heard anything further about that particular party since that day. What is well, it we about a, the Cayman We had a party context? system here in the 1960s that worked well. We had the National Democratic Party, the NDP, mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and we had the, the Christian Democratic Party, the CDP. Oman Pannon, Mr. Oman Pannon, leader Oman Pannon was the head leader of that party, mm -hmm. and uh, and Duke and Charles Farrington or Duke and Marion was the was the head of the Christian Democrats. But and if if it, if it works so well, why isn't it still around? Well, it's because we it worked then, and and because we are we are politically not disciplined, we do not have that kind of we 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 did not develop and 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 raise up with that kind of parliamentary education that other countries have that mm -hmm. they learn in school from beginning. And so we, and then we don't like each other. Mm -hmm. And so we don't like to see one person rising about, and the, the whole British parliamentary system is what they call first among equals. Mm -hmm. The premier or the prime minister is first among equals to him. Mm -hmm. They select him to say, you lead us. And they will be behind him or around him. There is no one who is better than the next in the system, how it works. Because you have the party system that regulates what happens, disciplines people and so forth. And you, if you don't obey what, the, what, you, what you sign up to, then you have to go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You see? So yeah, the party I mean, system... So you, you tow the, the line. You tow the line. That's exactly. And so, mm -hmm. and so for instance, for instance, when I got onto the legislature and I looked around, I see the, the speaker trying to round up people to, to get a quorum. That's not the speaker's job. That is the whip of the party. Mm -hmm. The party whip is to make sure that everyone in his party attends the session. And everyone votes away that the party has agreed mm -hmm. before they come to the legislature to vote. Mm -hmm. A one-line whip under a bill under a bill or a motion means that it's not very significant. Mm -hmm. A two-line whip under a bill means that you have to be there and vote. And a three-line whip means that you cannot vote other than what the party has said that you should vote. Right. If you vote against that, you have to go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You, cannot, you cannot stay in the party. You have to, you, it's what they call it, they will draw the whip from you. Mm -hmm. So all of those things have to be implemented in our democracy to be able to work. And it's a and and you and 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 when you get elected to cabinet, appointed to cabinet, you owe responsibility to cabinet, collective responsibility, and you owe responsibility to the legislature, the the, the place where you got elected from, because mm -hmm. it's not the people that put you in, in cabinet; it's the legis it's the legislature that actually put you in cabinet. Hmm. And so, so you have collective responsibility all along. And you cannot go there as an independent, but you're an independent mind, different from everybody else, because that will not allow your government to work. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm so happy that they have formed a group now, whether they are going to call it a political party or whatever, but they have formed, there's a formal group now where they all speak with one voice. And I mean, is that actually the case? Are they actually going to be all speaking with one voice? Because last time they had a group too. And we're not so sure that they were all yeah, speaking. But, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but they. I hope that the group has um, some bylaws to it, some teeth to it, some stuff to it that people have to abide by. It's, it's not just naming a group and say that mm -hmm. you would leave that you come and stuff. Mm -hmm. Just let me give an example. Mm -hmm. When I worked for when I was working with the government in nineteen in 
after, well, Mickey first brought me into the government when he became premier, me, mm-hmm. myself and a guy called Leonard Dilbert. Dilbert was chief of staff, and I was the I was the legal advisor to the premier and to the Ministry of Tourism, Finance, and Development. Uh, yeah, I think it was, yes. Mm-hmm. And I was attending the UN, representing Cayman, and I was attending uh, the overseas countries and territories meetings all over representing the Cayman Islands. Mm-hmm. And when I was there, um, they were giving lots of money, hundreds of millions of dollars to the, to the Pacific Islands to 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 uh, fight the invasive species. Mm-hmm. And they were giving money to Falkland Island to to fight, to eradicate the the, the 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 mice that were getting into the wool and make it untenable to sell on on the market. Mm-hmm. And um, and I said to them, well, you know, we we have we have invasive species too. We have the we have the green we have the green iguana and we have the um, we had a lionfish mm-hmm. and uh, would they consider giving us some money? And they said, no, 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 no. You 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 don't you don't deserve the money because you have the highest GDP mm-hmm. of all of the overseas countries territory, so you can afford to do it. And then we came we came back from the meetings and and stuff, and then there was uh, the premier of of of, of um, Saint Martin and. Aruba and all of those people, we are, we are sitting around the lobby having a drink in a hotel and everybody is, everybody is um, it's upset because we're not doing it, we're not getting anything mm-hmm. and everybody's getting everything. And I say to them, that's the problem that we have in, in, in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. We all try to do things individually, one, one upstage of the next mm-hmm. and saying, oh, well, you know, I'm not like him, uh, so forth, you know, uh, give it to me and blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 I won't tell him, so forth. And I said to them, why don't we all get together and form, speak with one voice in Europe? Why don't we all get together and and um, and form an association of the Car- Caribbean Overseas Territory Association mm-hmm. Council? Mm-hmm. And they said, that's a great idea. McPhee, that's a great idea. <clears throat> and say, so we said, okay, after the meeting um, tomorrow evening, we are going to get together mm-hmm. and we are going to do it. And they say, well, I tell you what, you and 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 Mr. Weekly, who was who was working in the office in Europe then from from British Virgin Islands, get together and 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 trash out the, the terms of, of how it would work. Mm-hmm. Well, we started that. I came back to the Cayman Islands and we started drafting it by by email. Mm-hmm. By the way, Weekly is now the premier of of British Virgin Islands. That same gentleman who who helped. Mm-hmm. So we formed the council. And we and we formed the council, and we um, and we and we send our emails back and forth. And mm-hmm. they said, "Oh, this is good. We are we when when can it, when can be implemented?" Our premier did did not want to do that. He said, "I, I don't want to get into 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 an, an association with, with all of those people up in the Eastern Caribbean." Mm-hmm. And then we went to Europe. And then there's when I went there with my delegation. They, there was something called the JPP, the Joint Position Paper, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they and cabinet instructed me. This is what they will you can sign up to and what you can't sign up to. When I got there that afternoon, they had a head of delegation meetings I attended, and they had changed the Joint Position Paper and inserted some other stuff in it. Like, uh, who, who, whoever signed the Joint Position Paper would have to be an outpost. Of, it would their country would be an outpost of Europe, and they would and they would have to abide by all European policies and standards. And right away, I thought about single-sex marriages and stuff and things that came out with the I said, I'm not doing that. 
Mm-hmm. And I say, I say to them, they did not know that I was not an elected member, you see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They did not know that I was a contracted member. So they say, why don't you call your cabinet together and see if you can be, get permission? And I say to them, listen, I cannot do that because the cabinet secretary, which was uh, Orrit Connor then, mm-hmm. son had died in New York and he had gone over there to take care of that. And McKeever's daughter had died and he was in brief, grief and so forth. And I told him, I said, those are the reasons why I can't call cabinet. They were very, the British ambassador from the, from the EU were very um, upset with me. They all signed up. They all signed up. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I wouldn't sign that evening. And I stood there and I wouldn't sign all the cameras on them signing and change, exchanging pens and I wouldn't sign. And then they went back to Copenhagen the next April, I think it was a few, few months after that. Mm-hmm. And they said mm-hmm. that all the, the items in the joint position paper was going to be turned into legislation. They were all be bound. Mm-hmm. And then they all rushed to me and said, "Well," and, and the premier said, "Boy, you you still got that you still, you still got that council draft." But he went. I said, "Yeah, we haven't said, boy, get it out." And he made his telephone calls and stuff and things like that. And to make a long story short, we went down. We got all the overseas countries, the Caribbean overseas countries, territories, meetings, and 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 Curacao, and we went down there and formed the council. Mm-hmm. Um, came and became secretary, secretariat. The presidency became Curacao, and the treasurer became British Virgin Islands. Mm. And that is how that is how it started. And I was so happy that evening. Our premier, McKeever Bush, when he told the press that that came out of something from his representative McField and and the and the gentleman from British Virgin Islands. That is how you you have to do. And let me just for your audiences if they're listening to me. Mm-hmm. One of when you go to when you I have a degree in political science and history. Mm-hmm, that was my mm-hmm. first degree. I was not I was I did not intend to go into law. I intend to go to the faculty of history. And I have and my friend at University of British Columbia said to me, McPhil, you got a graduate fellowship to go into history, and you are not going to get tenured here as a as a black man. Mm-hmm. Um, you 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 you're not going to you're going to always be an assistant to somebody else. So he said, take your graduate fellowship and go to law school, and that's what I did. But the first, one of the first principles that you learn in political science is that political science is the art of compromise. Mm. Hmm. You never leave the door closed mm-hmm. because you don't know who mm-hmm. you have to work with the next day or the next day after. Mm-hmm. After mm-hmm. You don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't know. You don't know. Yes. And that is why Pierre Trudeau was one of the most successful prime ministers in Canada. He never left the door open, and you can read all his works. Mm-hmm. What we need to do here is that we need to have a re-education of our people, yes. especially the education of how the system that we have adopted mm. and, and the constitutional system that guides us works. And the history of how these things works and how we work and we will get along together as a small territory. Mm-hmm. There's no need for us to be like this. There's no need for us to go down there to have some parliaments and stuff and things like this. There's no need for that. Mm-hmm. Um, all we need is to do is enlightenment and education and stuff and things like that. Because it's like once one of those people said, I can't remember which one it says, this is still one of the greatest places to live. Mm-hmm. And there's enough hair for all of us together. Yes. There's enough hair for all of us together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All we have to do and is share let me, this point. Let me ask you another quick question. There were some people yesterday who mm-hmm. were saying that we need to be in a position 
um, to be able to vote for the premier. How would we do that when we don't even That's know? We, we, don't, we don't have that kind of system. Yeah. That's not how the British parliamentary system works. Mm-hmm. That's not how the parliamentary system. I just said that the British parliamentary system is a part of the system. Mm-hmm. It, is the, it is the, you have to have the command of the majority of the people in, in the legislature. Mm-hmm. After an election or after a vote of no confidence to be able to become premier, you cannot, it's not done by the people voting. That would be a vote at large. And we do not have that kind of system mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. We have a different system mm-hmm. that we have. We have, we have. we have the most democratic system, the universal democratic system, although it might be not working too well for us because we're small. Right. And I don't know if you heard the speaker, what she said the other evening. She said she hoped that they would try to bring forward the electoral boundary report that I was a part of, Adriana Webb, Miss Adriana Webb, and Doctor and, and Doctor uh, the Doctor from from um, um, from from Washington D.C. That we we have a we have, we have a problem here because we had such a large growing population growing out east. Because mm-hmm. that's the place where people can still afford to buy land and build a house. Mm-hmm. And that's where the population are congregating, going east. And we have a single member constituency. And under the international system of, 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 of election, one single member constituency should not be 10% plus or minus the other. It should be equal, at least within that, within that percentage. And we have all east where one constituent six or seven to eighty percent, nearly one hundred percent growth more than the other. And our constitution says that in order to fix that, we cannot go beyond district boundaries, not electoral district, district boundaries, the boundaries that we have drawn between north, north side and east end, between Bottom Town and, and north side, and between Bottom Town and east end to fix that. We have to fix that within the district of Borden Town. And so we always have to be manipulating the boundaries here and there and moving people here and there and moving people here and there and Mm -hmm. so forth. And we have made some recommendations that ought to be done before this new election to be able to sort that out. Because if if you kick that political electoral can down the road in eight years when you have to have another boundary, it's going to be worse. Let me ask you a question in relation to that. Um, one of the criticisms this morning was that um, there's there wasn't enough during the last constitutional reforms. We were talking about the 2009. There wasn't enough as a, of a consultative process, right? It wasn't long enough. People didn't have an opportunity to, to participate. That wasn't my recollection. I thought it was actually, you know, they did their best of trying to go district by district in a lot of meetings and so on. You just participated in this particular um, exercise of um, the Boundaries Commission and making recommendations. Do you feel like that reached the majority of people? Or once that's put into place, do you think the people are going to be saying the same thing? Well, we didn't know about it. We didn't get to participate. You know, they didn't come on, on the radio where we could actually hear what was going on. What sort of public outreach did that commission have ahead of their report? We made we made announcements. Mm-hmm. It was in the newspaper. 
It was on the radio. And you do realize that people don't, read, people don't read newspapers, right? And <laughs> mean just... people never came out uh-huh. because they were not they they were not educated to know that that was very important to them. Yeah. And we actually they tried to get you out. guys on the show. We reached out to the civil service and it never happened. We were begging on you to come on here because we literally reach thousands of people every single morning show. That's not a that's not me patting myself on the back. You can go to Facebook and you can see the views on Facebook every single day. Five, six thousand people, you know, they might watch it in the morning. They can go back at night. They can watch it at their leisure. And that doesn't even count radio listeners. And no one, we reached out to the civil servants. No one felt it was important enough to have you guys come on this program. To explain well, to people we, was, what the boundaries, you know? It was pathetic because sometimes in some district, only three or four people came out. Yeah, I'm, I'm not George surprised. At Georgetown, we had one person. I'm not surprised. They came yeah, to the meeting. Yesterday's show already has 6.2 thousand views, and it's just 24 hours. And we See? were we were begging for someone from your, you know, yourself and others to come out, and no, we couldn't get anybody. Well, it was advertised, and we 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 were we we were not we were not involved into the publicity part of it mm-hmm. because that that is somebody else. But yes. but we were we were quite disappointed that something as important as that is it is it never... too is it too late? I mean, I guess your report is done. Oh, so sure, it's too late. Now we have to wait and see what's going to happen. I mean, mm-hmm. it should it that was that should have been a priority um, when the government met again. Um, to get this to to debate this report and to send their 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 the results back to the governor so the governor, the governor mm-hmm. can act upon it, mm-hmm. but she can't do anything now because uh, the constitution doesn't give her the right to do anything until after the debate in the in the legislature. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so um, so <sighs> I, I I don't know I don't know um, mm-hmm. I don't know um, so mm-hmm. I, I I am I, I am I am optimistic. I am an optimist, like my son says. I don't know why you continue doing all of this, and um, mm-hmm. and you seem not to be getting anywhere. But um, it's it's something that I'm I'm dedicated to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm dedicated to do that. Um, you yes. know, I am I am involved in the and the and the and the and the the review for uh, for, for an appointment system mm-hmm. review, and we're trying to get that out. We're trying to get it right. Um, we're trying to get it right uh, because you know the criticism of people don't participate in and 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 debate so that you can so you so that you can get an idea of what they're thinking and mm-hmm. you can and you and you can go back to the drawing room and you can say well okay I took I take your point let me look at that mm-hmm. what they do they criticize and they put you down if they don't if they if something is that they don't like mm-hmm. and so forth and 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 this goes on forever and ever and ever and ever I I am not into that. Mm-hmm. I'm not into that. I'm beyond. I've never been that kind of person. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a university trained graduate and lawyer, and I'm, I'm not into that sort of crap. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, but the problem that we have is that uh, in mm-hmm. the country, I'm not into that either. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a democratic country. Everyone has the same rights mm-hmm. as everybody. And, and when you read the Bill of Rights, that, that's how it is. And um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't succumb to privilege and yes. so forth. That's, uh, I mean, if you, if you, if you, if you come into me with that, then you, 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 you come in with the wrong person mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not your man. So, mm-hmm. so, so, well, thank so you, I, um, I, 
Yeah, well, thank you so much. We do have another call in the line. I'm not sure this is Denny, but I'm not sure if he had a question for you, Denny. Was your question or comment for Mr. McPhee or just a general question or comment? Well, I would like to comment on something that uh, Mr. McPhee um, has said. I should call him Dr. McPhee. Um, he, he, as I was listening to him talk about um, not accepting what uh, the UK wanted us to do in Europe, um, becoming an outpost of Europe. Could you give us a better understanding of like which areas of administrative law and rules and uh, that would be automatically applied to us without us having any say as to what um, is being done in Cayman? Had you agreed to that? And by the way, I just want to hasten to say thank you for having the, the wisdom not to sign us up for that. Well, the things that we would have, everything that, that they do, it would be a replica, we would have we would be a replica of them. Um, so in other would, words, if, if, they, if they decided that they wanted to implement a certain tax, we would have to do the same? That's right. That's right. That's what the joint position paper means. Joint position. We would have the joint. We would have to have. A, we would have to take a joint position with them. For instance, a lot of people don't know. Whenever up there, they had given us the radar. It hasn't. It hasn't. We. we it hadn't been. Um, it hadn't been. Um, um, erected and and, and 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 yet and 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 become operative. And they wanted because because we. They just gave us the radar. They they wanted to 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 not fund not fund fund it completely. They they were saying, oh well, you you have the money, you could do it. And we said, no, it's a gift from you. You that's what you should be doing. Why why should we do? We don't know anything about radar. We never built any radars. Mm -hmm. And then there's something called the European um, Overseas Territories Bank. Did you know that in Trinidad? Mm -mm. Uh, I, I, I've heard about it from you before. Well, yeah, so, that that yeah. bank is set up by the European Union mm -hmm. to, to to with, with funding to um, to help the overseas countries and territories in their development, and also not only the countries but persons. You could go there and get, you can get money from that bank. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You could you could get money from that bank. Hmm. They, they 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 that's where the headquarters of it of the bank is, and. Um, and they were saying, well, we don't know. We, we, we would have to limit how, how much money Cayman could get from it because we, we have all this money mm -hmm. and so forth and so forth. And, um, and those are the things that I resisted. And so, and so, um, um, so they, they wanted us to take on uh, financial obligations, but they were not willing to assist financially in the implementation exactly. and operation. Exactly. 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 Exactly, and, and, they, um, and, they, and they technically could dream up anything they want, and we would have mm -hmm. no choice. We just have to go along with it. Once we had signed the John John position paper, yes. Once we had signed all of the all of the all of the terms that they had inserted, after they circulated the joint position paper between all the overseas countries and territories, then when we got there that afternoon to the meeting, mm -hmm. what they call it, what they call it, the, the head of the delegation meeting, they inserted all of these other terms in it that cabinet didn't know was inserted and I refused to sign. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, that didn't go down well. And 
And when I came back, I was not welcomed too well with the with the then governor who was there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I have my reports. Well, that actually, I have all of my reports that I wrote to the cabinet. I, I every meeting I went to, I wrote a report. Mm-hmm. And I was speaking to uh, Mr. Bush the other day, a couple mm-hmm. of days when when I went down to Parliament on Tuesday, and he was he, he was reminding me about it. And I, he said that he's read his memoirs and it, I have all of those notes and reports. And I said, yes, I have everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have I have things. I have things from from I was probably 11 and 12 years old. Wow. I save and I have them. Boxes and boxes and boxes and boxes of, of crap mm-hmm. that I have. Mm-hmm. And um, so But said- I have never seen any of those discussed. Billy Adams asked me if I would give them to him to put them on a website. Mm-hmm. But I said to him, I don't know because they were supposed to be, uh, cabinet would have, to re- would, 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 would have to release them because I gave them to cabinet. Mm-hmm. Like when I went to the to the to the decolonization committee for for the UN, mm-hmm. um, um, the the government the cabinet instructed me what to say, mm-hmm. and when I went down there, I said, "This is what is these are my instructions from my government, and so mm-hmm. forth." And the chairman said to me, um, "Mr. McPhail, uh, he says that's very short. Uh, he says, you know, we know you." Um, when and when you were a student in Canada, you wrote a letter to us mm-hmm. um, requesting that we we re- re- revisit this, the uh, idea of self in, internal self government. In those days, I was a I was a disciple of Mr. Armand Panon, and uh, and 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 they took my letter and they turned it into a petition and circulated around the UN. And I, I can tell you, I'll tell you, I'll say this this morning. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know. They 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 Edith, the edict went out here that I would not be welcome back in the Cayman Islands because I had embarrassed the the, the administering countries with the UK. Hmm. A lot of people don't know that. Mm-hmm. That well, was in the sixties. Yeah, I, I still have all. I still have all of those that paperwork. Mm-hmm. They said I would not be welcome back here. That's why I got such a hard time come back here being a being the first black Caymanian qualified lawyer. Mm-hmm. And they said, we know you and we want to know if your position is still the same. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you would tell us that, and I, they said, the floor is yours. And I spoke for an hour and a half without notes. Mm-hmm. And then some, and some people, some of the daily, some of the people from different countries came to me afterward and said, would you like to come to work for us? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and said, and the, even the ambassador from Jamaica, the, the UN ambassador from Jamaica said, I didn't know that kind of history between Jamaica and Cayman, because I outlined how we got to this position. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. see? To them. Yeah. So, yes. um, yeah, but you, you, you said when you came back from Europe regarding the joint uh, position um, that you weren't, you know, they, they were displeased with you. That's and, right. And That's so right. What my, question, what my question to you is this, is that, we need to have a public discussion about the realities of what's happening because unfortunately mm. true discussions are happening behind closed doors where the average person isn't exposed mm-hmm. to the realities. And in section 31, subsection three of the current constitution order, mm-hmm. it says that when the governor is carrying out his or her responsibilities as governor, mm-hmm. that, uh, they shall endeavor to look out for the interests of the Cayman Islands uh, so long as those interests 
are consistent with the interests of the United Kingdom. Mm. And so what that really means is that the, is that when you went to Europe, you were looking out for the interests of the Cayman Islands, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. that conflicted with the interests of the United Kingdom, and they were displeased. And, and, and I don't think the public understands the legal implications of having in the Constitution a provision mm -hmm. that requires the governor to ignore what our interests are mm -hmm. if they don't like it. And, and the worst part about this, Mr. McBeal, is that Article 73 of the UN Charter mm -hmm. says that the interests of the inhabitants of the respective territories are paramount, which is opposite to what they legislated in the Constitution. Yeah, um, so, so, um, um, my, my friend, let me just say to you this. They asked me to um, head the former residence and status board and so forth. And when the minister came and asked me if I would take the job, I told him the only reason I would make the job if I could make, if I could, if I, if I, if I had some, some, some leeway to do reforms and so forth. I hear people say now the interest of the Cayman. I started that and I says, Whatever I do would be in the interest, the best interest of the Caymanian people. Those profiling words. That has not gone down well in this country mm -hmm. with certain people who have money, who have power, hmm. and who have been controlling the system from behind the curtain like the Wizard of Oz. Mm -hmm. And that has not gone down well. Now, just let me tell you this. Our two-year mandate was finished as board members on, I think, the last week in September. This is now coming out the second week in November. We have not been written to or told that they don't need us anymore or that mm -hmm. they're going to reappoint us or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I know for a certain, because they have been trying to set up meetings with me and other people Mm -hmm. and trying to manipulate the system that that I'm in. So say, oh, no, um, let them come and see what you're doing and so forth. And I said, no way. Huh? No way. We mm -hmm. have the power to write legislation on our own. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's not going to happen on the, under my watch. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so to, even today, as, as I'm getting older, mm -hmm. it seems to me that 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 once, once you stand for the Caymanian people, you become an enemy. Hmm. It's like, well, how did that happen? And when did that happen? I try to ask people that. When mm -hmm, did we mm -hmm. get to this? When, we, when did when did we get to this point? Mm -hmm. And some of them now, the, the hypocrites and the, hypoc the hypocrisy now are evoking uh, what Mr. Benson did and all that kind of stuff and things that. They, if they, if Mr. Benson came back today, they would not be speaking to Mr. Benson. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You see? Because what Mr. Benson did, the foresight that he had, he understood. Because remember, he was an educator too. Right. And Mr. Benson understood the nuances of the Caymanian people and tried to protect them. He was not the only one. Gerard tried that. Commissioner Cardinal tried that. 
Mm-hmm. But we mm-hmm. somehow succumb to power and money and privilege. And that is, that is our Achilles heel. And anyone who comes and say otherwise, you want, you, want, you want out an economic or political life here, I can tell you that. Hmm. But, for, but me? Well, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Um, I still have some good friends. I still have some good people who believe in, 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 in the democratic system and who believe that um, their, their, their people come first. Mm. And I'm happy that, that they're my friends. Um, and, and I'm happy that they're my friends and I love them and I, and, and I will support them and, I, and they support me. And that's what gives me the strength to go on. And people say, oh, you look so young and so forth. And you know, I say, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I refuse to get old in this system. Because I, have, I came here to do a job, and I have to finish that before I go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, I, well, well um, Mr. McPhail, I, I want to... Yes, thank you. I, I, uh, before you go, Mr. McPhail, I mm-hmm. want to make sure and take the opportunity to tell you that I personally yes. deeply <clears throat> appreciate the, the, the um, mm-hmm. courage that you have had to mm-hmm. stand up for the Caymanian people. And yes. I hope and pray that every Caymanian come to appreciate how deeply mm-hmm. important that those decisions were. Thank you. Thank you very thank much. Thank you so much. And thank you, and Sandra. Yes, thank you so much. Um, you, I can tell you, sir, that so many people are messaging me saying how much they are enjoying hearing you on our show this morning. And, um, you know, they're sitting back learning so much. And it's just an amazing educational opportunities. So let me thank you um, for taking the time. I know you're very, very busy um, out of your schedule. And I'm hoping that we can, you know, use your knowledge base more. Um, I still want to sit down with you for one of my Cayman Voices interviews. Hopefully you'll you'll permit me to do that. But, you know, people like you are, are national treasure trove of information. And, and sometimes I can't even remember what happened last week, much less what happened in the 60s. <laughs> and so I appreciate you having such an amazing memory. Um, well, I'll leave you with this, Sandra. Yes. When I went when, when I went to law school, I was 36 years old. Mm-hmm. And people didn't know how old I was. Mm-hmm. Because I was still looking young. And I, had, I, had, I probably had just start shaving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, my face. And um, and when I went to law school in British in the, at UBC, it was in British Columbia. Mm-hmm. They have what they call the Socratic method of teaching. They don't lecture you for four to five minutes and have fifteen minutes for questions and answers. Mm-hmm. They lecture you for five. They tell they tell you what the principles are, mm-hmm. and then they they give you three or four hundred three or four hundred cases to 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 read. Mm-hmm. And when you come to classes, they say they would say. Um, um, they would say, Ms. Ketron, could you tell us what the what the factors and, and the crown against mm-hmm. uh, the queen the queen against Robertson? Mm-hmm. And you would tell and say, I just want a postcard. And then he would say, uh, Mr. Mr. Danny Warren, can you tell us what was held? Mm-hmm. And then they would and was there any dissenting judgment? And they would open the case up for discussion and you have to read them to be able to discuss. Well, out of the faculty, I was the only black person there. They had Chinese and Japanese students, but I was the only black person. I was intimidated when I went there with all the rich kids and stuff and things there. Mm-hmm. So I always sat in the back of the class, mm-hmm. the last one in and the first one out when the bell ring. 
But what they didn't know that God blessed me with a good memory. Mm-hmm. I would memorize everything, even mm-hmm. the page numbers. And when they didn't know, I would hold up my hand in the back. Mm-hmm. And they said, Mikhail? And I would tell them, and he said, Jesus. Then the students would, they didn't, they didn't recognize me when I went there. Mm-hmm. And, I, mm-hmm. and then they had to turn around to look at me in the back. And then I say, I got them now. And then he says to me, would you like to come up front? I said, no, sir, I'd rather sit in the back. That is how I got it through. Mm-hmm. God gave me a blessing. Mm. And the woman that I, the woman that I helped to become a national hero, Mr. Mm-hmm. Little MacTiger Rothschild, mm-hmm. when I was 12 and 13 and 14 years old, she was giving me all the books to read of the, the classics and stuff, and she would call me. And she said, Sonny, tell me what the story is. Mm-hmm. And I would tell her, and she would say to me, you know, Sonny, you got a good memory. You should develop that. Mm. I had no idea, Sandra, mm-hmm. what that meant to, to me until I went abroad. Wow. And I went to Canada, and I stayed with this Canadian couple. Miss Snyder was a University of Toronto English professor, and her husband was an executive in an advertising agency. Yes. And they said to me, we are going to help you to develop your, the, the gift that God has given you. And wow. Hey, man, Sandra, when I left, I, was, I didn't even have shoes to wear. Mm. And mm. I thought, I didn't want to go into that. Anyway, anyway okay? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so God gave me a gift. Mm-hmm. And even when I came back, um, people didn't, didn't, didn't accept me again. Mm. Even I came back and I said to myself, I lost my first family mm. um, by coming back here. And I said, I'm not leaving. I, I have something to impart. And, mm-hmm. and I have been on this journey ever since. Some people meet, meet me by the way and they'll say, okay, we're going to use you and try to mm-hmm. do this and stuff. But, mm-hmm. but, 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 uh, but, 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 but God gave me a gift, Sandra. And mm-hmm. I try to share it with other people. Anytime they come to see me, my practice is mostly three, three quarters, giving people advice about this and that mm-hmm. and helping people. That's, it's, not, it's not about money. You know, yes. That's what I'm trying to get to. It's not about money yes. and power and privilege. Yeah. Okay. Well, we, we appreciate you. I mean, maybe you don't hear yeah. it enough, but um, yeah. let me say on behalf of all of our listeners this morning, uh, we appreciate you. I mean, you've always been, even when I see you, you know, at family functions and stuff. You've always been the one person that can get everybody else to stop talking. We don't stop eating because, <laughs> you know, we love our food, but we keep, yeah. we keep munching, but we're listening to you. And we certainly hear a lot about our family history and about our country's history. And so um, if no one else has said it to you lately, I just want to say thank you for that. Um, it, it's, it's invaluable. It's really, really thank um, you. significant. Thank you. And thank you for asking me that. That that constitutional question that yes, started sir. all this this morning. Thank you so, so thank much. Thank you very much. And enjoy thank the you. enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you, Ben. All thank right, you, my dear. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. All right, folks. Um, I know that um that was a little bit longer than you know we have, but I felt like he was um again such an amazing treasure to have on the um program this morning. I'm a person that knows when to fall back and when to simply go with the flow. And um, when it's flowing in a, in a good, positive direction, and we were all learning so much this morning, um, that was all, he was on the line for 51 minutes. It was like he was in the studio with us. So I hope that you all um, appreciated that. And, you know, we have to embrace 
more of our people who have um, so much amazing things to offer. And that's the truth. I mean, Mr. McFeel is in his 80s. I wanted to ask him how old he was. I can't remember. But I want to say he's got to be at least 85 or 86. And he can remember stuff from the 60s. Probably beyond. I mean, like I said, I can't remember what I did last week. You know, he does have an amazing gift. He said God gifted him with that to have such an amazing memory. And I tell you what, it has certainly, um, you know, not failed him. It's just truly amazing. So thank you so much. Um, one final call of the day. Good morning, caller. I know we're a little bit into overtime. Uh, thanks to thanks for calling the show. Um, okay, yeah, I know I, I'll try to be brief. Mm -hmm. um, uh, first of all, I, I really enjoyed that that talk that you had with uh, with Dr. McField uh, and with 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 Danny um, uh, at the end of that. And maybe let me start with um, with what uh, Danny has said. I think on your show, I heard him say that. Mm -hmm. And I think he said it more than once, which mm -hmm. was that, you see, accountability uh, will not be to totally given to you by, by, by either the constitution of the law. At the end of the day, it is you, the people who will hold uh, the, 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 the politicians accountable. Mm -hmm. Now, what, what, what happened in the last few days is, is really sad, right? Mm -hmm. Because to me, it is like Rome is burning. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, there's a power struggle. Mm. When I watched the debate and I watched all, virtually all of it, I did mm -hmm. not see that it was really people-centered. They did try to appear as if, you know, they were talking about the people, you know, about the pensions, about my grandfather and the time I spoke mm -hmm. to the premier and so on. But all that was just a charade. And mm -hmm. in any case, it does appear that at that point, they were already discussing how the new government would look. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And once the new government was formed, it explained the debate and, mm -hmm. and the certain surprises we saw in the debate. Yes. You people in Cayman, you people in Cayman, mm -hmm. Caymanians, and I want to talk about Caymanians, you are in a minority in your own country. Mm -hmm. uh, you are not 46%. You are 46% together with the, with the status holders. Mm -hmm. But but Caymanians proper, I think, is about 28%. Mm -hmm. The Court of Appeal has just said that... Um, uh, criminals can now possibly stay mm -hmm. on the basis of uh, uh, of family life. Mm -hmm. Beach access issue, which I've been involved in for some time, has never been resolved. And I believe that politicians have never wanted to resolve that. They've been mm -hmm. hoodwinking the interest group that I've been involved in. Mm -hmm. You've got people in the portfolio of legal affairs. The people who write legislation in the Cayman Islands are not Caymanian. Mm -hmm. And there has been no effort to try and ensure that they are Caymanians. In the judiciary, there's hardly any Caymanian worth speaking of apart from uh, um, people who are support staff. So Rome is burning. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, the politicians are fighting uh, among mm -hmm. themselves. Mm -hmm. Now, about what is the solution to this? Uh, new elections is a band-aid. I'm not saying mm -hmm. that it is a bad solution, but it is a band-aid. Uh, the problem really is multifaceted. Mm -hmm. In a sense, it manifests the problems that they have in any country. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. in Cayman, I think it is just more intense. Mm -hmm. You pointed out some of the issues, voting for the same people. Why do you vote for the same people? And mm -hmm. I think I don't have to elaborate that. Mm -hmm. People in Cayman understand what I mean, voting for the same people. Yes. And then there is a certain misleading thing that people have. 
about the Westminster system. Oh, if the Westminster system is good, if only they could know how to operate it. No, mm. the Westminster system in some of its basic tenets is one of the worst systems you can ever have. Mm. That is why in the United States, when they were sitting down to write their constitution, they said, you know what? As a default position, first mm -hmm. of all, we don't want to do anything that they do in the UK because it's not democratic. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. that is that is why that is why in, the, in 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 America they adopted a presidential system. You've got a directly elected president, mm -hmm. although it is by electoral college, uh, and 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 you don't have this nonsense like where look at the UK at the moment. Did anybody elect Sunak? I was happy that actually he, he, he rose to the position, but did anybody elect him in terms of the electorate? No. And then what is he doing now? He has appointed David Cameron um, to be foreign secretary. Mm -hmm. He is not even elected. And he is going to sit in the House of Lords, which is also not elected. And that's the system you want to copy? <laughs> no. <laughs> that is why in other countries, what they have said, they've said, look, we want a prime minister or a president who is directly elected with their own mandate, and then the, the MPs have got their own mandate. Mm -hmm. What they have done in some countries, for example, to directly address this issue which is happening in Cayman now, they have said, in other countries, they've enacted the provision which says, if you are elected as an independent, mm -hmm. you can't join a party. Mm -hmm. You have to go and seek a fresh mandate. And if you join as, 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 as a, in a party, you mm -hmm. can't be an independent. If you move from party to party, you have to seek a fresh mandate. Those are the sorts of things which Cayman mm -hmm. needs to start looking at to see if it will work for Cayman. Mm -hmm. You see, um, uh, the other thing in Cayman is they try to keep people ignorant in Cayman, you know, from actually from school. Because in school, I feel the kids are not being taught some of these things. And I think Dr. McField covered a little bit of this. They are not teaching kids certain things which will get them ready to understand the political system, mm -hmm. okay? And then when you get into government, in government, they, they regulate even what civil servants are going to learn. I mean, I, I don't want to go on about how I try to teach a course, and then they say, no, no, mm -hmm. you can't teach this. Why? Because they said, no, no, no. They didn't tell me this, but I knew it was because they didn't want people to be smart. They spent $80,000 US to go to court so that they could get a QC to prevent me from doing that. But let me try to close in, on two little points. You see, the, the speeches in parliament were very disappointing. Mm -hmm. uh, Sabrina Turner, for example, said uh, she's very eloquent and, and all that. But she mm -hmm. said, "Well, look, uh, when I was in in, in in the private, when I was elected, in the first seven days, I I experienced exactly what democracy is. You know why she experienced that? Because she was going to shift camp, and people and said we we're protested. not standing for this. <laughs> yes, and, and you, there was camping outside the house. Yes, this one was calling this one auntie, yeah. and that there was a protest. Mm -hmm. Alden also kept saying, well." You see, you need a political party, you know, in order for it to work. No, it's only because he is the only political party at the moment. Exactly. But whatever the solution, whatever the solution is, mm -hmm. there is time to sit down now mm -hmm. and be able to say, what is the system that we want going forward? Mm -hmm. One of the things which has to be considered is, should there be a directly elected prime minister? And finally... In mm -hmm. government, and I'm glad that Dr. McField mentioned this as well, how people are trying to influence him mm -hmm. when he is doing that very good job 
which with, with this new committee. Mm -hmm. As a person who wrote legislation yes. for government for 12 years, mm -hmm. I will tell you the private sector. Some legislation was written yes. by me as a drafter going to the private sector in a private law office, mm -hmm. and they are the ones who are calling the shots. Yep. I can tell you and that. Let me, let, me say this, um, let me say this, caller. There are always yes. forces that are trying to influence people, even myself. Yes. And this is why I take particular insult when people try to say that I'm you know, in the pockets of whether it was the PAC government or being bought off by this one or that one, because I know uh -huh. the influences that come to bear. And I know how easy it would be to accept a check. And when you don't do that and you remain in your position and your beliefs, and then people try to insult you by insinuating and coming right out and claiming that you're on somebody's payroll, you know, they don't have yeah. any idea even what they're what they're talking about and how much of an insult it is because you're doing your best to never be in that position. Exactly. You know? If they don't so, agree with you with certain things, they can say so, but yeah. not make accusations about your motives and this and that and so because yeah. they don't even have proof of, of that. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I thank you for the time. I, uh, I really enjoyed your program this morning. Thank, thank you very you. much. Thank you so much. Really, really bye appreciate bye. it. All right, folks, uh, we're well into overtime. Obviously, your radio listeners, they would have been lost at 1030. That's an automatic shut off. Sorry, I don't have any control over that. A lot of people still think that I own Bobo. I don't own Bobo. I am here. Um, I pay for the airtime, in fact, on Bobo out of my pocket. So um, I make sure that, you know, we're able to have this opportunity at my expense to engage with each other and to talk and so on. But I was looking for the video clip of Mr. McTaggart, and I couldn't find just his video clip, but I did find a piece that I had put together and aired before of what his views were previously on the party system. So I'm going to play this and leave you with this. We'll end the show. And then tomorrow, of course, we'll come back and continue to talk about there's a lot going on. There's a court decision now that has just dropped in relation to this whole NCCA versus CPA um, situation. This is very, very important to put on the table and to have a discussion. And for you, the people, to understand the significance of this, not just for the environment, but for your lives. And it explains a lot of what is happening, folks, in the world of politics as well. This is a major, 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 major decision. And we got to break it down tomorrow and talk about it. All right. So sit back and listen to how your MPs can fundamentally change their position. Yes. Don't give you any sort of an explanation as to why they've had a fundamental shift or change in position and want you to simply accept it at face value. Mm, mm, mm. I would suggest to the voters, look at the record. We've only had um, political parties for, what, better part of, of just over a decade. But look at where we have gotten to today under their leadership and the train wreck that we have had this past year with the removal of a premier and the, literally the fall of a government. That's not what our democracy is supposed to do and what it's supposed to bring. I would suggest you to look back to the times when we did not have political parties and we had pure independence in power. This election cycle, you have a number of good people that are coming forward and have either given up or put careers on hold to give this country a chance to, to offer their services, to implement policies and lead in a way that will bring prosperity and employment to the Cayman Islands and help to restore its former glory.
Aren't progressives simply the best? You can do it better than that. Aren't progressives simply the best? Aren't progressives simply better than all the rest? Better than all the rest? Let's say it loud. Better than anyone else? You got it. You got it. Thank you. I decided to accept the premier's offer to join him in a progressive-led uh, government in 2013. And I have to be honest with you, politically speaking, it was the best decision I ever made. Voters, you face a choice tonight. On April 14, you face a choice. You can vote for independent candidates who are for loose groupings of individuals who, for convenience sake, are working together during the campaign to try to win a seat. Or you can vote on April 14th for the only group of candidates who you know can, can and will work together. A group of candidates, all of whom have a shared commitment to do the right thing for Cayman. And a group of candidates that contains the only people with genuine government experience and a, sing, a significant track record of success. Hey, Kool-Aid! Oh yeah! Kool-Aid here, bringing you fun. Kool-Aid got thirst on the run. Get a big, wide, happy ear to hear Kool-Aid. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Cold Hard Truth on Bobo 89.1 FM. Cayman's number one talk show is live weekdays from 7.30 a.m. Never miss an episode again. Watch anytime on CMR's Facebook and YouTube channels for the latest show episodes. Don't forget to follow us online on our social media channels. And visit CaymanMarlRoad.com for all the latest news and community happenings. 